And we are live on the second edition of Redline, the all-call-in Red Pill Helpline. I'm your host, Donovan Sharp. I am joined tonight by Steve the Dean Williams and the godfather himself, Rolo Tomasi. Hey, hey. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? This is going to be fun, man. I wanted to get in on this last week, but uh, the, hey, God, the, the, the gods of the mechanics uh, decided that w- that wasn't going to happen. Good stuff. Steve, how you doing, man? How you feeling? I'm good, man. It's show number two, and we got the Godfather. We got, we got the Godfather. We have the GF. All right, let's uh, let's pay some bills here. Red Line is presented by 21 Convention Patriarch Edition, which starts a week from tonight. Holy shit, it's already here. Mm-hmm. This is the first and only event for fathers by fathers with a red pill influence. At the convention, our patriarchs will teach you how to take and maintain control of your wife and children and be the strong patriarchal head of household you were born to be. You will also learn how to raise strong sons and feminine daughters. But best of all, you will be taught how to live through masculine dominance and raise your children through through nurture and discipline. You'll get to shake hands and talk to red pill fathers like Hunter Drew, Socrates, George Bruno, Steve the Dean Williams, Elliot Hulse, Jack Murphy, and of course, the godfather himself, Rolo Tomasi. Become the father, husband, and patriarch worthy of respect and submission at the 21 Convention Patriarch Edition in Orlando, Florida from May 3rd to May 5th. Get your tickets now at the21convention.org. You've got just a few days left. Steve Rollo, how's it going, guys? How we feeling? Hey, hey, good, good. Hey, man, I feel great, man. Let's eat. Good stuff. <laughs> is, hey, did we? Um, you have to you have to catch me up here because I know you guys did a show last week and everything. Yeah. Do we? Do we sort of have a uh, a charter going on here? Have we told everybody why we're doing what we're doing right now? Yeah, yeah. Like the reason um, for this. For those of you who are who watching mm-hmm. the first uh, for the first time, the reason we decided to do the show is because we obviously we do the Red Man Group every Saturday, and obviously I man the phone calls, I man the boards, and a lot of times. We don't we're not able to get to all of the phone calls and all of the questions in large part because it's a five panel set. Right. We have five panelists. We have five different opinions. So we shrank the panel from five to three in order to get to and answer more phone calls. So usually and usually another reason why is because on the Redman group, we only I I think we only take calls for maybe an hour, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. We're going to take calls for at least an hour and a half, two hours if two hours if we have a good momentum going so yeah we wanted to make sure that we answered as many questions as humanly possible this is why we decided to do this show yeah yeah i just wanted to throw that out there because a lot of people are like well what what's this all about i i i wanted to get something like this going for a while now yeah um simply because we we tend to have more you know like we're we're at the end of the show and we're letting callers go go who you know maybe wait for the whole show to get a question asked or something or else it'll end up getting us kind of sidetracked you know like we'll have one topic and somebody will have a a question that's completely off topic and i feel bad about like not taking the call or not like responding to a super chat or something like that so that's what this show is for this is that you you want answers you have questions you want answers we're here to answer yeah i'm excited about this man um because i like that i like that we can i like that we can help guys Right. Like the Red Band group helps us to do that. But I think this will sort of help us uh, a little bit more. Um, so what we're talking about today, guys, is we are talking about shit testing. And I'm going to start it off here by I'll, I'll just start it off like this. I've owned a lot of dogs in my life. 
Okay. I've owned big really? Yeah. <laughs> obviously, right? And I, I know you certainly have, but I've owned a lot of dogs. <laughs> well, I was gonna say you uh don't you repurpose um was it great? Repurpose, yes. No, I re I recondition greyhounds. What what is just off topic? What is recondition? What 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 do you mean by recondition? uh well I went when I lived in Orlando, Florida back in about 2010, uh, my wife and I had a couple of dogs and they ended up passing away and we've always been kind of like dog people anyways. And, um, we, we were on a kind of like a staycation in, uh, Orlando and we saw this TV show, um, about, um, greyhounds or right? about racing greyhounds. And I, I've always kind of liked, I like the breed anyways. And, um, we saw this, it was a, a TV show about adopting and, and everything in, in, um, in Florida, at least at that time, uh, greyhound racing, I was actually like that state is the Greyhound racing capital of the world until last year when they banned it. Uh, and so we were like, you know, we, we've been without a dog for a while. Let's go check these dogs out. And so we went, we just completely fell in love with them. We went to the track just to see what they go through. And, um, the, uh, the, the lady that we adopted our dogs from ended up becoming like best friends with my, with my wife. And so as we got more and more into, um, like, racing and greyhounds and stuff like that um we were just fostering for a while and then they say you should you should get into you know being a reconditioner or re you know like if if a dog's injured basically or if, it's, if there's something wrong with a dog you kind of like build it back up to where it was because a lot of these dogs come off the track and they have like a broken leg they have like uh, a hamstrings blown um there's all kinds of medical issues that can happen to a racing dog because they're really just bred for racing okay. and then they make great pets but you know the trainers and the and the um and the owners and and the breeders and stuff they're 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 doing their jobs it's a job for them sure, right. and so the other the, the the last job in that line is somebody who um either fosters or reconditions or um you know uh, works for one of these agencies there's several agencies if, if you guys are in a, again this is this is my kind of pet charity so if anybody's listening to this and you're interested in getting into a uh, a really great breed of dog i would uh, highly suggest greyhounds and in pretty much every state there's an agency of some sorts uh to uh place former uh, they, they're not, uh, they're not, um, they're not rescues. They're retired. Okay. They basically are retired off of the track and they call it a greyhound rescue, but really what it is, is it's the, the dogs are retired or for whatever reason, they don't necessarily have to be like damaged goods either. A lot of, a lot of dogs are simply like, like the female that I have right now, she was just such a good racer. They wanted to breed her. So they take her off the track, they breed her and then they put her up for adoption. So nothing wrong with the dog. It's just, that's the, the progression. Then there's other dogs that like have orthopedic surgery and they've got, you know, chunks of metal in their, in their, um, their legs because you want to put them back together. Um, that kind of stuff is a little bit more of a challenge. Um, but anyways, I, I just got into the breed. I just thought it was great. So if anybody wants to donate, go look at my donate page on the rationalmail.com. I, I don't think I've given a plug for that in a very long time. So if you want to, uh, actually track down a good agency too that's another way to do it good stuff erico 250 i see you in the queue we're going to get to you in just a second um but to start this off like you know um and i was in i've always wanted to ask you about that i'm glad you answered yeah I mean, i'm sorry i started to go go a whole hog on that but that's like one of my passions so no no, no. <laughs> I've owned, see, here's the thing i've owned i've owned cute dogs i've owned crazy dogs i've owned 
uh, big dogs, small dogs. I've owned German Shepherds, Schnauzers, Labradors. Right now, I've actually got a couple of Cavalier King Charles Spaniels, right? Mm. Now, stay with me, guys, because I'm going to tie this all in. Now, my dogs have been named Buddy, Pepper, Quinn, Hudson, Rocco, Izzy, and on and on. And the two now that I have are Chester and Daisy. Chester was actually right around here somewhere. All of my dogs have different personalities, different traits, different habits, and different breed characteristics. But the bottom line is, is that I've owned many, many dogs, and they're very different. At the end of the day, guys, they're all dogs. If you don't potty train them, they're going to poop and pee in the house. If you don't lock your shoes in the closet, they're going to tear them, up, tear them up when you're done. If you leave food where, where they can get it, they're going to eat it. Why do they do these things, you ask? Because it's just what they do. They're dogs. We accept it, and we act accordingly. Let me tell you a quick story that ties into shit tests here. A while back, Devin and I went grocery shopping. And when we came home, and I see you in the Q909. We're going to get to you in a second. When we came home, Chester had gotten into the trash can again, had shit everywhere, and I was pissed. I'm like, fuck, goddammit, Chester. I'm bitching and complaining to Devin. You know, I'm going through all the usual song and dance when Chester pulls the shit. But guess what, guys? That was my fault. I knew the trash had to be taken out because the lid wasn't closing all the way. Now, we used to have one of the trash cans you can step on and open the lids, but it closes back automatically. That one works fine, but when the lid isn't all the way down, Chester can get into the trash. The, and Chester, of course, being a sm the smart motherfucker he is, he recognized this, and as soon as he leaves, he goes dumpster diving. The point is, guys, is I can't get mad at my dog for doing what I know he's going to do. It doesn't matter why he does this. He is a dog. It is what he does. And because I got lazy and didn't take out the trash, which there's no excuse for because we live in a building with a, with a trash chute inside, okay? Chester reminded me not to be lazy. Women are the same way in this regard, guys. Women come in all different colors, all shapes, all sizes. They come from different walks of life. They have different characteristics, different habits, and so forth. But at the end of the day, they all are on the, uh, the same operating system. And that operating system has one singular hypergamous objective, and that is to get with the highest value male available to them. Now, there are many ways to determine which males have the highest value. We're not going to get into that because that's not what this show is about tonight. But if a man passes the smell test in terms of his perceived value, all women have one last final way to find out what your value really might be. And it's been tried and true since the dawn of time. And it is what we call the shit test. Shit tests are inevitable, guys. Expecting a pretty girl not to test your manhood when you approach her. That's like, a, that, that's like me leaving my trash lid open and expecting Chester to just leave it alone. It's not going to happen. Chester's going to dump dumpster dive and girls are going to shit test. Okay. So what I want to do now, before we get to the calls here, I want to define what a shit test is. Okay. The simple definition of a shit test is a woman's way of testing your masculinity. That's it. You're going to find a lot of other definitions, but they are, they all mean the same thing. A shit test is a test of your masculinity. So I wanted to start things off there so we could define what a shit test is. We actually have a couple of callers online. Let's go ahead and bring them on now. Area code 250. You were on live with the red line. Go ahead. What's up, guys? Um, big fan. I've uh, read or listened to on Audible. I listened to your book, uh, Rolo, um, like two or three times the first one. And then I just finished Preventative Medicine. And now I'm on to uh, Positive Masculinity. Um, cool. Little background on on me is uh, I'm uh, one of Elliot Hulse's ambassadors, um, mm -hmm. and uh, right now I'm in a eight months long relationship. It's not quite a long term relationship, um, but uh, before I was unplugged, um, before I read the books and took the red pill, I already had moved in with this girl. Mm -hmm. um, 
and uh, things are going well. Like things are going great. Um, but last weekend I met the parents, and uh, so I figured this would be a great dialogue for uh, for all the men out there. Um, and um, when we got back, I've noticed a few shit tests for sure. Um, some things like, well, that's not romantic, and mm. um, things like, um, I don't know what this what this is, but I just got a text from her. She was telling me about. Um, that uh, she didn't wear deodorant and she looks like shit at work and she's all upset about it. And I don't know, like, I'm just noticing these little things that like almost like she's trying to beta-fy me a bit more. And I've been like, no, I'm going to be more alpha because I got lots going on with building my strength camp anyways. But um, yeah, basically I was just wondering if you guys have any um, ideas that come from, from that sort of source story right now. Yeah. Um, real quick. I'm going to tackle this first, Steve. You're going to hit second roll or you're going to hit cleanup. Um, that last thing that you said where she's talking to you, bitching and complaining, oh, I didn't wear deodorant and I look and smell like shit. That's not a shit test. That's just her. That's just her verbally vomiting on you. Right. And a lot of guys say, well, you got to be you got to be fucking kept and fucking alpha. Don't let her verbally vomit on you. Don't listen to her problems to a point that is that's kind of right. But as your living girlfriend, she takes assuming she takes care of you, assuming she's a good woman, she's earned the privilege of having your ear every once in a while. This doesn't mean you sit down and listen to her for for 45 minutes drone on about her problems, but but it it, it it that doesn't warrant a response. That's that that's just fine what she did. The first thing, well, that's not very romantic. That is a shit test. What she's trying and the reason why she's shit testing you is she wants she's testing your frame, right? So if you do something for a girl. Right. Let's say you give her, I don't know, a bag of Skittles, Rolo. And she says, yeah. and she says, well, that's not very romantic. Your answer to that. Oh, if you don't think that's romantic, you should see me on Valentine's Day. Right. Just throw it right back in her face. Steve, what are your thoughts on a woman who tests your manhood in a way? Well, that's not very romantic. Basically, she's trying to call him out for not being romantic. Well, this is the, the the issue that I would I would have with the caller, and a lot of guys don't understand. Uh, and I can't really talk too much about because I'm gonna be talking about that at the 21 convention. But the, this is the problem a lot of guys have: they move women in their homes, and they don't set a standard. They don't sit them down before they give them the key and say, "This is how life is gonna be in the house." He didn't do that, so we I can't knock him for that. He's living with her right now. Right. What's so done? That, right. What's done is done. But with that being said, this always goes back to when you wake up in the morning. You've got to be drama free. And that means the one thing I'm sure you never told your woman is that I'm a drama free man. And anybody brings any drama in my life, they're gone because I'm not going to put up with any drama. You're not going to raise your voice at me. You're not going to disrespect me. You're not going to throw anything at me. And you just give her a list of things. But what, here's a problem. She says that's not romantic enough. Then guess what? Wait, was it? What did he give her? Flower? What did he do that was romantic? What did you do? That you yeah, he actually, he actually hung up. Caller, uh, Erica two five zero. If you would call in, yeah, um, well, I'd like to know what exactly he did. I, that was yeah. my bad. I should have caught that. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, whatever. You, I, I would like to know what you did romantic. I don't know what you did romantic, but listen, any gesture you do, and she has a problem with it, then I have a problem. And 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 the reason why is because you don't have to do anything. Right. But again. You're showing a, uh, a a sign of a respect and a little bit of affection, and that's what gets my crawl about a lot of people. I'm Donovan and, and Roto. I'm watching the NFL draft last night. Oh, I know. I already know where you're going. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, mm -hmm. about this shit. I'm watching the NFL draft, and a guy gets drafted, and his girl's got her lip poked out. 
She's got a little attitude with I, I I cannot stand people allowing people to have attitudes around them. If it's not romantic, that's fine. Then you know what? We're not doing that no more. Because I, I, I don't want to hear that. But I, I just, I just, it's just so many. Look, I'm going to throw this to Rolo. Let him clean this mm-hmm. up. It just drives me batty when y'all guys allow these women to just say, I mean, look, it's okay to say something is right and wrong. But I'm sure, I think he got his feelings hurt, guys. I think he kind of got a little hurt feelings when she said that. And I don't think he really wanted to admit that. But Rolo, what do you got on that, brother? I, I wish I could have asked a little bit for a little bit more details actually, on this. I've got him, hold on. I've actually got him back on the line now. 250. Rolo's got a, a few questions. Asked. Yeah, I got a couple of questions. For, my first question is, how long have you been living together? Uh, since January. So not all that. So only like four months then, right? Yeah. Okay. And how long did you like date her? How long did you like see her? uh prior to this how long have you guys been together before this before you moved in well about five months so about long. five okay so you dated for five months and you have been living together for the last well last four so man yeah. that that's that's awfully quick to as, as far as you know what i'm about to tell you here now if you've read my book then you already know what iron rule of tomasi number four is and that is don't never get never live with a woman that you don't plan to marry within the next six months um simple as that uh it's funny people think i'm i i say this because it's some like moral imperative no it's not it's it's all 100 pragmatism uh, never shack up never move in with a girl never put your name on the lease of a of a rental arrangement with her. Um, never, uh, God forbid you move her into your your position, but don't move into hers either. Um, you want to, yeah. the, the best relationships are going to be kept at arm's distance. And that means no no moving in together. I mean, I'm not saying don't have sex with her. I'm not saying don't you know do what you've been doing. Don't, I'm not saying don't game her or whatever, um, but uh, certainly don't move in together because what happens is you, you, first of all, you may as well be married. And then second of all, because as far as in the eyes of the state right now, if her name, I don't know how you have this arranged, but if her name is on that same lease, or if she is your domestic partner living under the same roof, because of the Duluth model of feminism, uh, you are the one who will be removed from the home home should anything happen. I've had a, a, a buddy of mine actually have to go through this. Um, he, he was with, he was with like, I think the second single mother that he's been with and, uh, he, um, she was, she was an alcoholic and he snatched the keys away from her, uh, because he didn't want her to drive because he didn't want her to drive drunk. Well, she calls the cops snatching the keys away from this woman was enough to be domestic violence. So. They t- they t- and they take him away. They don't t- they don't remove her. So for a while he was paying rent on the a house he couldn't live in. He's living at yeah, had to stay with his his parents while he's trying to move her out, paying for um, the car that she's driving, paying for pretty you know the utilities in the house that she's using. Um, you know they wanted to split up, but he couldn't get out of that because his name is on that lease and she's still in that situation. So I'm 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 just throwing that out there because I I don't want to like I mean. I, yeah, that's the nightmare scenario. I get it, but right. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say what what's um, what's what's done is done, but Steve actually uh uh had something to add to this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, real quick, two questions. Uh, what did you do that was romantic? What was the romantic thing that you did? Oh, uh I basically told her to suck my dick. Like I told her to, that I want to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. 
Dude, this is why you should have went to the man mindset and got my Easter game. Yeah, I, uh, I Sunday. letting her step over my boundaries and yell at me and stuff. Like every time she does, I nip it in the butt. Good. Um, Good. And, and I'm I'm following you guys, and uh, she does. She's like she's great to me, and I think because of that, like I've been nipping stuff in the butt. Good. But mm-hmm. um, I just kind of want to have this dialogue. This is great. Okay. Has well, your has your has the frequency of your sex or the intensity of your sex gone down since you guys have lived together? No, not not at all. All right, give Which it time. Surprise me, honestly. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks right. for call, uh, Area Code two five zero. We got to get to uh, uh, we got to get to other callers here. If you had one last thing, Steve, go ahead. I just one thing to say to him real quick. Hey, I don't care how long you live with her. Protect your seed. No unprotected uh-huh. sex. Do not assume that uh, that she is going to be uh, prim and proper the whole term. Like Rolo said, if you're not planning on marrying her, she shouldn't be living in your house at all anyway. But go ahead, Donovan. That's on you, brother. You got it. All right. Uh, we got uh, four callers uh, on the line here. We got 909-954-801-740-217. Just jumped in. It's going to be in that order. Let's go to area code 909. You're on live with the – we're on live with the red line. Go ahead. <laughs> you're on the red line. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. You guys are awesome. Um, real quick, does this question have to be about specifically about shit tests, or can it be a general red pill question? Uh, we'll decide. Go ahead. <laughs> sure. Um, Go for I'm it. Be very uh, brief, concise, and clear with this question because I respect everyone's time. Appreciate it. I'm 25. I have a best friend of about 10 years. He's 25. He's been in a relationship with a girl for uh, almost four years now. Uh, they lost their virginity to each other about four years ago. Um, I, both of us, I, we grew up very beta. Um, I grew up very beta and just for the last year and a half after an incident with a woman, I've been completely changing. I'm changing at a rapid pace, which is awesome through this kind of material, et cetera. And I'm, I'm becoming enlightened to the red crow world. Um, he is not. And I feel like when we were in high school, when we were in high school, 10 years ago, we were both commenting on the attractiveness of women and we would joke around and we behaved in very alpha, uh, typically masculine ways he's changed a lot away from that. And now he's like, Oh, don't talk about a woman's looks. You know, it's not about looks. And then I'll say his girlfriend, in my opinion, is, is not very attractive. Um, would not be. A okay. Sorry. Had to let him go. He was rambling on. There was no question. I, I, I actually, had, I think he's probably going to say, Hey, look, I've, I'm noticing all of these, these things going on with my buddy. I'll tell you, you want to know why he's, he's doing that. Probably what he wants to know is why he's doing that. And I'll tell you, it's because he's, he's hooked up for, with the first girl who's ever had sex with him. That's why, okay. because he, because she, she, she can remember what you were saying before um, Donovan, how like a chick will assimilate all of your hobbies and your sports teams and your music yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Well, if a woman is not doing that, and she's still, and she's trying to do the opposite, where she's trying to get you or that beta guy to to be the bitch, basically, and to to assume her beliefs and her um. You know, that's that's the difference between frame, right there. I should say, right. is that a woman who who adopts your your hobbies and your pastimes and and is interested enough in you, not just as a romantic partner, but as a life partner, she'll start doing that. But if not, she will expect you to do the opposite. Ooh. She will expect you to. Uh, to assume her beliefs and to uh, to assume her little pet peeves and her ideologies and things like that. And that's where this guy's going because it's the first chick he's ever gotten laid with. And that's what happens when you're beta and you're blue pill and you get laid for the first time. That's the end of the world. That's my one-itis automatically just because she's the first. Okay, very good. Good answer. Um, area code nine, and we got a couple of super chat questions. When we get a break in the action, we'll get to those here in a second. Area code 954. 
You're on the red line. Go ahead. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Uh, this is more of a testimonial than a question. Is that okay? okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Donovan, I got I got introduced to Rolo's book through you and um, Entrepreneurs in Car. Oh. Mm -hmm. Rich, Rich, and Rich's after, channel. After, uh, and after I, Rich, that's right, Rich. And after I read, after I listened to Rolo's book for like about the 15th time, <laughs> I remember I woke up one Thursday morning and I went, went outside and the world just looked totally different. Wow. Women looked totally different. My wife who had left me in 2008, I went to visit my kids and she wanted us to get back together. Wow. Um. And since because of you guys, I I I know I know know Steve. I've been implementing a lot of the stuff that he pre he 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 transcribed, and I just got uh, talking about making one life better or being the better the better version of yourself. I just got offered a like a seven figure salary job. Wow! Congratulations! In the last month. Holy shit, man! And good, it's, good. It's, it's all about being confident. It's all about. So, all you guys who are listening who don't believe this stuff works, trust me. You start applying that stuff to your life, your relationship, and your life. It, it, it there's. This is the best. I'm 53 years old, and this is the best I've ever been in my life. I've dropped 53 pounds. Wow. Listen, I have to be beating women off with a stick. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, Elban, I am um, actually my wife and kids live in your neck of the woods. And I'm a Patreon supporter of uh, he was break. Oh, I guess he's gone. He was breaking he's up. Breaking up. Right. Uh, the, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I go love. Ahead. The, I was just gonna say I love those things. I I like to hear testimonials, particularly not just you know because I'm glossing myself, but I mean I like to hear about like how guys go from, uh, you know, from being where they were to where they are now. And that's the if you if you see me at the uh, 21 convention and you just like say hey uh, I just you know wanted to meet you Rolo. The first thing I'm gonna ask you is how did you go from you know, your, your old self to your new self when you unplugged and you became something else. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. It makes it, um, um, it actually, it, it was sort of an unexpected thing for me. I just, I started doing this to help guys, but when guys shake your hand and say, Donovan, mm -hmm. like my life changed because of you, that's, uh, that's surreal. You know, if anybody wants to, if you guys, if you want to show me some appreciation, go to the, uh, go to amazon.com or go to, go to my books page on Amazon and give me a decent review. That would be really yeah, nice. Thank you. That will help. <laughs> Start movement. Support that movement. Mm -hmm. 914-205-5356. Area code 801-217. You guys are next in that order. 801, you're on the red line. Go ahead. Hi, how's it going, guys? So um I gotta pre I say that I appreciate all your guys' work. And uh so I like since I started like reading Rolo's books and you know, getting into all your guys' stuff, um I noticed that like I just don't give a fuck in like a good way, right? Like I noticed like I get a lot more of those like just like shit tests and just like trying to fuck with me and I just don't care. And so it's like easy to pass, but, uh, I guess, um, my question is like, so like, I just don't give a fuck, but like, sometimes I wish like, I, I like, like I'm not angry. I'm in full acceptance, but at times I wish that I like, I was like, man, I wish I didn't know what I know. And so how do I like fully, like, how do I now I'm at the point where I just like want to use what I know to build up like, 
the best life I can. And so like, I'm kind of like at this point where I'm like, okay, I accept it. It's real. And I like the results I'm getting, but like, where do I go from here? And so how do I build up like a better life? Yeah. I'll, I'll answer this one first. This is, this is, um, the answer to, the, to, your, to your question, thanks for the call, uh, Eric code we're coming to you right now. Um, that's one of the drawbacks of the red pill is having red pill awareness. You have to understand that now you know how the sausage is made, right? Now you know how the magician pulls the rabbit out of his hat. And the, the, there, there are negative side effects to knowing how the sausage is made. And one of those negative side effects is that girls are not as awe-inspiring anymore, right? You just don't give a fuck. I remember, dude, I remember when I thought girls were just God's greatest gift, right? Like, he's, like I, I used to love the fact that they were just so mystifying, this aura of mystery and, and, and wonder. But now they're just girls. They're just females. And that's just one of the, that's one of the negative side effects of the red pill is that women just become girls. You figured them out. What about you, Steve? Well, there's a there's a huge negative effect and you got to understand this, but it's not as bad as you think it is. But it's going to some certain things are going to start happening. Number one, women are going to start to notice things about you. Maybe it's going to be your hair. You're wearing something different. There's something different about you, but they just can't figure it out. Uh, what's going to happen is also be prepared to lose some of your friends because a lot of guys are not going to want you to be around women or their woman or their wife. Not that you would take their wife or their women, but you got to understand something. When you're doing this stuff, you're going to draw women into you based off of this attitude that you have because they're not used to that kind of stuff. You're going to lose friends. You might lose. It's a lot of things you're going to lose. And you have to understand this. It is a very lonely road that you're going down. So it's not a bad thing. It's just you got to understand you're going to stop relating to the people that you know. And you and and like I say, Rolo's over in Pluto, Donovan's over there in uh, Jupiter. I mean, we're we're all spread out, but it's just really going to be hard to find people like yourself. So when you do find someone like yourself, you need to like uh, establish a certain type of brotherhood with that person because a lot of people will relate to you, brother. Right. Mm -hmm. they, we don't come. Listen, there are not a lot of us out there. Rolo, what you got? Right. Right. Um. He's describing a very common situation, which is, um, you know, like a lot of guys say, well, when I when I got unplugged, I got really angry. And usually that anger isn't directed at women. It's directed at themselves because they they realize that they wasted all this time, you know, especially if they were very blue pill in their 20s. And now they're in their 30s. And they're going, oh, son of a bitch. Why did why didn't I have this this information prior to me being 30 years old? How come I didn't know I would have I would have lived a completely different life had I had access to this information? Um, I think the red pill is trying to uh, to satisfy that right now, just trying to to educate guys as early as possible. It's one of the reasons I wrote uh, the second book, which is Preventive Medicine, because I wrote a timeline as to what you can expect as in response to that actual question. But what happens is guys get apathetic. There's an anger, but there's also that apathy too. And the apathy is like, I just don't care anymore. I just don't like. I know what women are about. Like you were just saying, you know. Um, you know, uh, trust a dog to be a dog, trust a woman to be a woman. We talked about that on, um, on my show with, uh, Pat Campbell about three weeks ago. Can you trust a woman? And of course everybody jumps, Oh no, you can't, you can't never do. And I told, I said, the answer, the answer to that question is you can trust a woman to be a woman. And that's where he's at right now. So he understands that and he sees that they're not, you lose that magic. It's like the, the afterglow is gone, right? You know, yes. it's not this, uh, you know, suddenly you're, if you're doing it right, you're removing women off the pedestal, but you're also removing womankind off of the pedestal. And that has probably be 
probably been embedded in your head for, you know, since you were like a five-year-old boy to pedestalize women and womankind and to do everything for them because they're magical, unknowable, mystical forces of friggin' nature. Okay. And so when you knock all that off the pedestal and when you, uh, when you disillusion yourself from all that, there's, there's that, I don't give a fuck attitude. And I understand And what's, what's funny is you can actually use that to your advantage in game because you don't really care whether or not you, people like to call this outcome independence. I don't necessarily agree that there is such a thing as outcome independence, but if there is such a thing, this is as close as you get to it. And it's not being aloof. It's just indifference. Right. And there's this, you just kind of like, and, and a lot of guys don't get out of that. A lot of guys is particularly in the MGTOW the, uh, communities. Um, they just like kind of stay there and, or black pill, whatever you want to call it. Whatever. And they just sort of, you know, exist in this state of apathy or this not knowing what to do. So I do nothing. And I think the, um, the, the most important thing to get yourself out of that is to stay in the field, stay out there, stay doing what you're doing. Women are still fun. They're still fun to, to get yeah. laid with. They're still a lot of fun to, to pursue. There's still a lot of fun, um, you know, to, if you're doing it right. And the thing is, is like, now you have, if, if you want to defeat this kind of apathy, you have to understand that you have more opportunity being red pill aware than being a blue, a blue pill idiot and, and being unaware of all this. And guys like want to go back to that blue pill lifestyle or that blue pill way of thinking. And they, they really want the, the white picket fence and their one and their soulmate and all of the, the pretty lies that Disney sold them for a very long time. They still want that because men are idealistic. But you have to understand that that all was based on a lie. But the good news is, is that the, the red pill and red pill awareness and your understanding of intersexual dynamics, and even though you are kind of apathetic right now, you, there is still way, way more opportunity in oh. the red pill awareness than there is in, in, in this blue pill idealism. So just sort of cling to that. Like there is, there is hope. I put this, uh, this uh, essay that I have called A New Hope. And it, it delves into exactly how to sort of overcome that. And just to, just to let you know that there's, you know, now you're dealing with truth. So you can actually build goals that are attainable and achievable and are realistic as opposed to the idealistic ones you were sold a long time ago. Very good. Well said. Let's go to area code 217. You're on the red line. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Hey, uh, I, I just want to start off by saying you guys are all really cool. Thank you. You guys are great. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, you know, I, I have a little complicated question here, so I, I need some help talking to girls. And uh, you see, um, I'm not that smart, and I'm not going to live very long because uh, I've had a lot of concussions. All right. What's your question? So I, I was listening to you guys last week, uh, just on my phone, looking down, watching it, and you know, I just, I just hit my head on, on, the, on the sign. So, uh, oh, 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 my head. My head. Donovan. <laughs> oh man, that was good. That was the first one, man. Hey Donovan. Hey, Donovan. <laughs> oh, I just hit my head. Oh Jesus. You should have kept him on because this is why the majority of you guys lose. Because one day he's gonna run into a woman, he's not gonna know what to do, and he's gonna be a sucker for. Her. So right. <laughs> I love you, sucker. Hey, I give you a woman's address. We'll be good. 
Remember oh, that time I called into the red line show and I goofed on them? Yeah, oh. man, I totally, I totally. <laughs> listen, as soon as he, it's so, it's so weird, man. As soon as he started talking, you can go back and watch this. You can I love see the expression on my face. It was, it was, it was. I, I, <laughs> uh, let's go to area code five zero three. You're on, you're on the red line. Go ahead, man. Yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's uh, up, man? Sorry, I didn't expect you to answer so quickly. Can you hear me? Okay, we got you. Yes, we can. Oh, wait, real quick, 503. Shout out to Eric B. with the $20 Super Chat. Says, please, RMG, I beg you to hang up on anyone who asks whether you can hear them. Well, fortunately, this is the red line, not the red man group. So, Eric, uh, not, Eric 503, I will give you a stay of execution. But go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> cool. What's up, man? Yeah, I called in a while ago. I was, uh, it was, uh, I was asking for Rolo. I think he was in the chat, but, uh, I was a dude traveling out of my van, uh, playing music and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was asking you guys about that, how to like maintain a relationship or what's going on with that. And I just started calling, give you guys an update. Uh, sure. We're currently not really together right now, but uh, like I'm still like doing my music thing and I'm getting to the point where I got a solid weekly gig lined up. So it's going really good. But uh, yeah, I, I broke up with her and I mean, she's just, really wanting to stick around you know but like uh it's it's kind of hard for me to like let it go um i mean it's like really the good pussy, yeah the pussy is good like on demand sex yeah and stuff. yeah, <laughs> yeah I so the pussy's good but uh i know there's a lot of bad stuff on like hooking up with your ex man so like what do you guys think uh oh you got any advice for me on that question whoa, whoa, whoa. check this out listen listen as long as there are no as long as you can keep those feelings in check Area code 503. Dude, to me, XX is the best. I love, dude. When I was in Vegas, I was fucking my exes all over the place. XX is the best as long as you can keep those feelings in check. What do you say, Steve? Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the other side of the spectrum because I don't think he's strong enough. I mean, if if he, again, if he's a Rolo or a Donovan, absolutely, that's, that's the spot on answer. But you can hear in his voice that he's not strong in his foundation. So what I would say to him is this, and it's a very simple rule. Don't look back because you're not going that way. Throw her back into the water, charge her to the game, and move forward. Eyes forward, especially in your condition. Because if you start messing with her, remember, women know the game just as much, and they know weakness when they can smell it, and they know how to manipulate you. So I'm just saying for your sake, let it go. Leave it alone unless you get that Rolo Tomasi mindset or that Donovan Sharp mindset. Then you'll be good to go. But as for now, I, I don't feel that you have it. Thor in the water, move on. Rolo. Right, right. Um, I have, uh, I'm kind of a two minds about this as well. I, I hear what you're saying. Like if, if you can separate this, the feelings, I don't think he can do that. And I, I don't think that that's as easy a state for most guys as, as it is just to talk about it. So um, when I, when I tell guys, I say, you know, when you take the garbage can out to the curb, um, don't go rooting back through the, ar the garbage can. Now, does that mean don't have sex with your ex? Um, generally, I would say yes. I understand why guys do it. Sometimes guys go back to their ex because it's the sure thing. Like they can't, they can't quite get their game online and they're not spinning plates, but they know that if they went back to their ex, their ex would be like all into it and want to have sex with them. And so it's kind of like the sure thing. It's going back to the, the familiar, the familiar. And there's a, there's kind of a danger in that because it, that's how you get back into those old feelings again by having sex with her. 
Um, I would suggest not doing it whatsoever um, in this guy's case. I do understand what you're saying, though, Donovan. I know that sometimes getting back with it, with an ex and having a one-night stand or something with your ex, that's that's one thing. I'm not going to say that I've never even done that because I have done that before. But uh, I think that um, as long as you know that it's just sex and it's not we're going to build a life together after this, or this is a start of something fresh or something new or some like romantic comedy bullshit. Um, if you can turn your ex into a friend with benefits, that's one thing, but I don't think most guys can really do that. I don't think most blue pill guys can do that whatsoever. And that's how they get in trouble because what happens is then the girl who was the ex girlfriend says, well, he's just basically, you know, breaking his dry spell with me. Um, and I want to lock him down. So that's when she gets accidentally pregnant um to to lock you back into the situation and i i mean i'm sure that there are guys listening to my voice right now who have done exactly this they've gone back with their girlfriend they they started having semi-regular sex and suddenly the ex-girlfriend that they that they had who was really close to the epiphany phase suddenly becomes accidentally pregnant. You could be having sex with her like, you know, six years in a row with no, no incident, whatever you break up with her, you get back with her and suddenly she's pregnant. Here's another thing, not to bag on five Oh three, but you can tell he's got the scarcity mentality. He says, because the reason I keep fucking with her is because the sex is so good. This is why having the abundance mindset um, this is why having the abundance mindset is key in this situation. If you have the abundance mindset, you can go back and fuck your ex-girlfriend and not have to worry about feelings. But I think there are obviously still some feelings involved. 770-412-267 in that order. Let us go real quick. Uh, no, let, let, let's go to the phone lines here. I've got a couple of super chat questions, uh, super chat uh, statement here. Freelance $105 has dropped into the tip jar. You guys are doing great work. The red pill saves lives. And shout out to the 53-year-old caller. Uh, keep winning. OG. Excellent. Um, area code. Oh, wow. That moved down area code seven, seven. Oh, you are on the red line now. Seven, seven. Oh, that's the Atlanta area. Right. And normally when I get people, that's right. Normally when I get people calling from Atlanta, you sound like a white guy. So I'm assuming you're not in Buckhead, right? You're not in, you're not in college no, park. You're no. not in East point. God be road old national. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Man. No, no. Hey, uh, Steve, that show that you had the, uh, with the 404 <laughs> call on that woman, that just proves that guys, they just use nice guys. They don't have any idea they're going to fuck. I don't know if the other two guys heard your show, but that was the... Oh, you must have been talking about the show he did before this. You, mm -hmm. My main question for you, Rolo, is been thinking about this. Can you trust a woman who is not against abortion who is not against abortion. in other words if if who who is if she if she says let's let's say because all you guys are the same my same age and donovan i know you took your sister uh to get an abortion yep. if you if you come across a woman and she says that you know i wouldn't get an abortion i'm very pro-choice i've been myself, told that before but can you trust a woman because i I, I've been rolling. This might be something y'all might have to think about. <laughs> no, I don't have to think is. about this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I'll actually, I'll actually, I'll actually stop right here, and I'll let you continue your question. But here's what Rolla Tomasi said: it blew my mind. Abortion is the ultimate sign of hypergamy, or something like that. The ultimate expression of hypergamy. Expression of hypergamy. A girl may have been pregnant three times in her life and got abortions every single time. If she gets knocked up. By someone she perceives to be an alpha male she's having that dude's kid to answer your question and i'll pass this off to rollo here 
if a girl tells me, hey, by the way, you can hit it raw because I'm very pro-choice and I'll get the abortion, dude, I'm not hitting it raw anyway. Like, fuck that. Rolo, what do you say, man? Well, I, I, what I think is funny about abortion is we always think of it in terms of the woman's choice. What about the man's choice? Like, hey, maybe I'm not into abortion either, right? And so, because I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a condom on every time right. I have sex with you, or maybe I, you know. <sighs> Again, it's it's the medium is the message. She can say everything that she you know that she's for or against whatever. But when the chips are down, or when she's making decisions for her life, or in her hind brain is cutting in to help her make with the, you know make those decisions. Um, don't you, can you trust a woman? No, you can't trust her. You can trust her to be a woman. That's what I said before. Um, you can trust her to be hypergamous, and you can trust her to um, make that choice as to whether or not she is going to have that child or not have that child based on what her uh, her hindbrain is telling her about the guy who she just got pregnant with. Like we were just talking a minute ago about how we didn't, I was concerned about the, uh, the previous caller getting back together with his ex-girlfriend because that is when women decide that, you know, oh, suddenly I was against or was for abortion. Now I'm against abortion and I want to have your baby. It's your baby. So then you're, I mean, you're locked in for life. And I'll tell you the other thing you can also trust is you can also trust that men are going to be 100% um, powerless in that situation. It's not your choice. Yeah. It's her body, her choice. It's what it's, and it's not what's best for the child. It's what's best for her. And that's, that's simply right. the, the nuts and bolts of it. So can you trust a woman when she says stuff like that? No, of course not. Yeah, caller. I want to say, caller. I got an issue with the uh, with the with the question you're asking. This is the problem. Listen, you guys have got to learn your last name, and you got to learn about your sperm. And you should not even be having this conversation with a woman that is not close to becoming your wife. I don't even know why y'all even deal with these conversations. And regardless of what she's saying in the conversation, caller, you need to protect your seed. It doesn't matter. I don't. Why are we even talking about abortions? Uh, we, we, I'm not. I'm saying not why are we talking about. It, but I'm saying why you and her. Why are y'all discussing abortions when That's every time we're having sex, we're gonna have protected sex anyway? So there's never even a chance of an abortion if I'm covering my end. Remember. All women are not accountable or responsible. You have to be as a man. So that conversation you're having with her, you need to cancel that, stop it, and cut it off, man. Okay, I'm going to bring the caller back in because this seemed like a very obvious softball question. Is there, caller, tell me, is there something about this situation we're not aware of? Because this seems like an obvious answer. Of course you don't trust a woman when no, she tells I'm, you. I'm asking, a, I'm asking a deeper question than do I just want to. Sure. I'm not even I'm asking if you're looking at a woman to to where you can, you know, if you're thinking about marrying or what have you to shit test her and know that you can trust her in areas of money and areas of other kind. And I know they can because all, you know, Rello, you two guys are married. Donovan, you're in a long term relationship. Can you trust that woman with everything else you have if she sits there and says, no, nah, I mean, wouldn't that, because like, I mean, abortion seems to be the pivotal. If they're willing to kill an innocent life, to me, I've been running this round. If she's willing to kill an innocent life. All right, all right. I had to get him out of there. Yeah, listen, 
number one, you are the leader of your household. You control the finances. You control you control where things goes. What I have no idea what her stance on abortion or pro-life has anything to do with trusting a woman with finances. He actually sounded a little bit drunk. Well, I well, yeah, that too. But <laughs> I think that um he I, I get what he's trying to say. He's like, if a woman will kill a child, well, what else will she make bad decisions about? Well, everything, if, dude. Everything, everything, you know, and remember, trust a woman to be a woman. It's not gonna matter what, you know, whether it's abortion or if it's finances or anything else. It's like, why are why are you why are you in her frame to begin with? You should be in your own frame. And that I'm gonna just hit on what Steve just said. Listen, so. whether or not she's pro <laughs> Whether or not she's pro-life or pro-choice, you can't trust a woman anyway. That's mm -hmm. the question. Polo is right. This is, you're, stop making it Just about trust. Woman. You can trust a woman to be a woman. You can trust yeah. a woman who will watch what she says or watch what she does, not what she says. The medium is the message. Uh, you know, always, you know, always be aware of what's going on, man. Just and and it's not like it's that hard to do. Once you have internalized your red pill awareness, it becomes second nature to you. So, I need to know what kind of whiskey yeah. that guy's drinking because he was on that good shit. Right, um, right. Shout out Alabama, to, dude. Well, actually, <laughs> he was in. Uh, he was in, well. His 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 number was Atlanta. Shout oh. out to Gabriel White Man Jones. Wow, <laughs> ten dollars super chat. Hyphenated last name. Ga Gabriel. You know what? Actually, I'll call him Gabriel Whiteman Jones. You know, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to. You know, anyway, says he got my now ex prego. She is cluster B. She flipped and dipped. Got a nonsense restraining order. Uh, restraining order as well. Court gives them out like candy. Thanks for the help, guys. Much needed. Pray for my ass. LOL. No, you don't. We don't. You don't need prayers, brother. You need a lawyer and you need the rational mail. Uh, Area code 412. You are on the red line. Go ahead. How you guys doing tonight? Doing good, man. So I'm 23 years old. Uh, I became red pill aware about six months ago. Oh, good for you. Uh, and since understanding women better and like intersexual dynamics better, I kind of feel as though I'm almost, you know, like a little bit too over analytical when approaching women. Mm -hmm. In some cases, I wish I still had my blue pill naivete and like stupidity when approaching, uh, and, you know, just like basically not knowing what I know. Uh, so my question to you guys is, you know, how do I break out of this kind of like paralysis by analysis? That... Um... <clears throat> That comes with time, um, but the first thing that you the, the first thing you're going to have to understand is to break out of paralysis by analysis when it comes to women. Understand that women are not complicated, right? The female nature female nature is as simple as a cardboard box, right? Like the world would would have us believe that women are these complicated um, uh, th these complicated uh, you know creatures who are mysterious and they're no 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 a women, force of nature a force of no 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 women are women they're not they're not really that complicated at all what and I'll tell you something else caller what uncomplicates women is to stop worrying about them and be a man when you when you exude masculinity and not really worry about what she's going to say and kind of just worry about what you're doing all of a sudden, sudden, not only do women become more simple to you, they won't complicate things, right? If, dude, if you walk right up to her, hi, I'm Donovan, and look her right in the eye, anything she had planned to do when you approached her goes right out the door because she's like, oh, this guy has a really good handshake. He smells good. He's looking me in the eye. Oh shit! And I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit wet, uh, you know, south of the border. All of that, all of that bullshit, faulty programming goes right out the window more times than not. 
Uh, Steve, what you got on that? Paralysis by analysis when approaching girls. Yeah, caller, uh, is two plus two four in the wintertime? Yes. <laughs> is, two plus, is two plus two four in the summertime, the fall, and the spring, sir? Yes, yes. Okay, well, the reason I ask you that is like Donovan said, y'all are complicating something that is just as simple as two plus two is four. As long as you, what I say, as long as you are transparent, clear, concise, and impactful in what you say and keep it 100 with her, you don't have to worry about this. You're overanalyzing this. You're trying to reinvent the, the wheel is fine the way it is. You're looking at it and saying, wow, do I need to make it into a square? Or so you're, you're, you're overcomplicating this thing. All you got, listen, understand this. The more you try to complicate this, understand this. She has met you before. She has met Donovan before. She has met Rolla before. And she has met me before. And you got to understand, when you open your mouth, and if it's not as smooth as Rolo as, and cool as Donovan, she is going to compile you with the other guys. And you don't want to be on that side of the street with the creepy, the weirdo, you're like a brother to me guy. So. Oh. You got to go two plus two is four and make it simple and concise, brother. Rolo, what you got on that, brother? All right, I will try to make this as concise as I possibly can, but this is kind of a, a really deep issue, and a lot of guys have this too. Is like they they get consumed with the code in the matrix rather than like living living a life or or find like we were just talking to the other caller here a minute ago, finding some opportunity in a truthful. Uh, red pill aware existence, right? I mean, one of the reasons why we um, why we compare unplugging to like the five stages of grief, you know, like there's anger, there's acceptance, all that stuff that we talk about. The reason that we do that is because somebody is dying. It's your old blue pill self that is dying. The guy who you used to be, who who was ignorant, that you think, well, wouldn't it be great to go back to that right now? Wouldn't it be awesome if I would, if if ignorance is bliss, you know, slap the smile off my face? Is that in that in that the lyric? Yeah. Um, it's you don't want to go back to that. First of all, you can't, and that's that's the where I wanted to start with this is like you, remember in the Matrix wars they said, you know, uh, Neo says I can't go back, can I? And then Morpheus says, no. But if you could, would you really want to? And the reason he says that is because even the guys who reject the red pill, even the guys who who I will talk to or they read my book and they go, no, 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 I can't believe this. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to believe this. And they throw up on the deck. You know, they yeah. they um, they still can't unsee it. You can't go back right now. And that's what they were saying and, and, as part of that. So even if you wanted to stick your head back in the sand, even if you were just saying, you know what, those guys are full of shit. I'm not going to, I don't believe that stuff at all. And you go into denial. There's a part of your, your brain, your hind brain that realizes that you are in denial. And so what happens is you'll be out and you'll watch, you'll be reading Twitter or you'll be seeing a, a story on the news or you'll hear some, some new story about uh, some girl from your niece or from so your sister or something like that, and they're telling you this stuff, and you will see in your peripheral awareness there will be the red pill lens. It will you say, oh, that's what Rolo said back in that, and that's what Donovan said over here, and then that's, oh, man, God, I can't escape. It, it's, you right. know, it's, it's everywhere. So my, my advice to you is don't try to escape it. 
go with it, stay with it, understand that there is more opportunity in the red pill and working within that framework, working within the red pill awareness, than there is sticking your head back in the sand, going and becoming purple pill while you just tick whatever parts of the blue pill that make you comfortable and like an old safety blanket and you can hang on to your stuffed animals. And and that that's why that's how I see purple pill guys is like they'll go back and they'll grab those those idealisms that you're saying right now. I really wish I could go back in time. I really wish I could go have those things again that Disney told me was should be possible, but they're not really possible because I know all this stuff and I see it. And I'm using my red pill lens without me even consciously using it anymore. That's the good news. The good news is that you have that and it's starting to become a part of who you are. And that's where I wanted to end this is that it takes time but it also takes perseverance. It takes consistency. And like I tell guys, and guys always say, well, game is just rote memorization. It's just learning the scripts. And they just teach these guys. They don't teach men how to be real men, these pickup artists. They just teach them how to say the right things. Well, what's what's ironic is those things actually work, and they actually do get beta guys laid. So that's that's one thing you got to yeah. remember. But what they're what they what they fail to understand is that it takes two things it takes uh, red pill theory and it takes a game as practice so you have to pair those two things up and, and game requires consistency it doesn't mean you have to go out and spam approaches all the time it doesn't mean you have to learn you know all the you know, how to nag or cocky funny and all that stuff it's good to know i'm not saying that so it's wrong to know that but that's not what's going to satisfy you where you're at right now what you need what you're doing is you're in the process of changing your personality and it doesn't feel natural to you right now because it's you probably how will this guy say it was 23 or something like that yeah and so it's probably pretty fresh for him right now the good the other good news is you're 23. Yes. that's freaking awesome yes. man yeah we i would fucking give my left arm to be red pill aware and 23 years old man i would probably kill myself if i did because like all the stuff that i know now i would have used to like probably you know, fuck my dick off and, and, uh, you know, and, and get, you know, get laid, get paid, get, you know, everything I else that I know. I had red pill awareness when I was in my early twenties. I probably have like 20 something kids. Oh man. I, I, let me tell you something. If I, I'm envious, I'm envious of a guy who is 23 years old and he has a grasp of this, but it takes time, man. And you're, 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 you're becoming a new person. You're becoming a new you. You're becoming the red pill version of yourself. So stick with it stay on top of it don't don't get it don't fall into despondency or anything like that but um just like you're if you're analyzing if you're analyzing things back up off it man go do something for you man go go and pick up an art or a hobby or something that doesn't involve women um especially if it's something that you have to focus on like all of your attention on so if it's like music that's one like if you're learning to play music you can't you can't be screwing around doing something else at the same time you can't multitask so stick with a hobby or stick with a passion that requires like your 100 devoted uh, concentration and don't think about this stuff and then come back to it because if you stay cognitive of it if you stay conscious of it all the time it's going to eat you up yes. but if it becomes something that's in your peripheral and it becomes something that's just like part of who you are. Like people always say, well, Rolo has to game his wife all the time. I would never want to do something like that. How exhausting. You Do you, honest to God, think that I, at, at my age, knowing what I know, you think I actually go, mm, well, she gave me a shit test at 6.05 a, uh, p.m. And, um, well, that was this kind of a shit test. And I should counter that with uh, uh, com competition anxiety and a little bit of dread. And then we're going to move on to the comfort phase. I'm not thinking in those terms. It's just because of who I am, 
I've changed who I am. I changed from that old blue pill person persona. And now it is natural for me. It is my red pill reflexive in, instinctual self to pass a shit test, to, uh, you know, to go out and to, should I run game on the girls that I work with? Right. Um, because it's just part of my job description now. I'm just like interacting with people. I, you know, I've used elements of game with, with my family. I use elements of game with, with people I work with, um, you know, people that I have to engage with, whatever. Uh, even the, the barista at freaking Starbucks, man. So, um, just back up off of it, man, and find some sort of outlet or some sort of, you know, non game, you know, outlet, or I don't want to call it an escapism because I don't want you to get trapped in that, but I would say find something that, that requires your attention and that has nothing to do with it because it's coming and it's already right. wants to be part of you. You're just kind of like, I think you're too, too deep. You're in it too much right now. Just back up off of it and come back to it. That's all. Steve, what you got, brother? Yeah, I just want to say uh, to the the guys in the chat room and all the callers out there, you got to understand something. Uh, we're here to help you, number one. It's going to be tough love now. And y'all have to understand that, well, what y'all don't understand is as soon as y'all open your mouths, unfortunately, she's already know how to handle you, how to run you, how to play you and get what she wants from you. And if you can't handle the love and the tough love that we're giving you on this show, then this is not the show for you because we want you to win. But you, you again, don't get defensive or take a defensive position. It ain't chicken soup for the soul. Right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just sitting chicken soup for the soul. We're trying to show you because if you can't handle us, these women are going to do things for y'all that you don't have no idea. So please soak up the information man and and check your ego at the door and just soak it up and learn guys right i like i said in the description this is the only show with the balls to tell you what you need to hear not what right. you want to hear you only, you only get the harshest truths about intersexual dynamics from the best minds in the manosphere Rono! i like that tagline i there like it is. i should have been a copywriter Fuck. copywriter bro. <laughs> Gary code 484-801-973 guys are up next you are listening to the red line we are brought to you by the Red Man Group, which airs every Saturday morning, which airs every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. I'm sorry, every Saturday morning 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific. Um, so, guys, be sure to tune in for that. Uh, tomorrow's episode is going to be about the red pill hate. We're going to talk about all of our red pill haters out there. I can't wait. This is going to be 100% awesome. Real quick, that 23-year-old. Um, it, I understand why he is where he is, right? Like to his credit, he's not supposed to know. He's not supposed. He's he, he's not supposed to know this stuff because he's been raised to think otherwise. And I'll tell you this: if at 23 years old, your biggest problem with the red pill is paralysis by by analysis, you do a pretty goddamn good, man. Yeah. Um, you you are you are absolutely listen. You got your whole life ahead of you, and you should definitely be looking forward to it. Um, Airy code four eight four. You are on live with the red line. Go ahead. Here we yeah. go. Here we go. 484. Go, go, go. It's going twice. Sold. All right. Let's bring on area code. Area code 801. You're on live with the red line. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. We can. He tried to stop himself. He tried to stop himself. Go ahead, man. You got it. 
Damn it. No, no, no. Hey, guys. Hey, really quick, I just want to say I appreciate the ideology that you guys are spreading. It's actually helped me a lot. And just like a lot of other stories, a lot of other stories, you know, initial cognitive dissonance over it, um, all the typical stuff. But I think it's helped me in a lot of ways. Um, I wrote down a few notes. I'm just going to try and make my story really, really quick. Um, I grew up with five sisters. (laughs) And I pretty much had a front row seat. My entire life even but especially growing up to female nature but you are, know. are you are you the oldest one where do you where do you fit in in that range i'm right in the middle of my family big mormon family i'm i was a mormon but um oh so um, <laughs> i'm the fifth of eight kids i have five sisters okay so, wow. yeah I've, I've had a trad con upbringing of sorts anyway um i'm post-divorce 48 year old dad i have 50 50 custody um have my own Duluth model experience that I went through, mm. <laughs> but um, that's not really what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I was red pilled after I was in monk mode for a few years after divorce, just depression and lots of things. Um, recently, last four or five months, lost fifty pounds. Mm. I went to Hawaii last October and kind of had a, a personal epiphany. Just uh, something has to change. Wanted to feel less embarrassed about my body, that kind of shit. So. Uh, just just focused on diet and exercise just as my first mental reconditioning. Then looking up, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly how I came across the red pill, to be honest, but it happened. Well, what was your question? And uh, so, oh, anyway, um, uh, one of the Bumble dates I've been on, well, from a while ago, she appears to be the mythical unicorn. She really... <laughs> mm. She has a shit together. Hold on, she real was, quick. Hold uh, on. I just, hold on. I just want to hold on. Hold on. Colin, we're going to stop you right there. We really need sound hold on, effects. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. No, no. Hold on. Just, just real quick. I do. I do need sound effects. <laughs> number, one, number one. I'm just going to go ahead and say there's no such thing as a mythical unicorn. And what already tipped me off to the fact that she wasn't a unicorn nah, okay. is that she's on Bumble. If uh, she is on <laughs> dating, if you met her on online dating, dude, that tells you all you need she's to know. She's a Bumble unicorn. Oh, here, listen, let, let's, let's hear more. Go ahead. Fair enough. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, I don't really know much other than just uh, I didn't really, really want to hit bars and other stuff, so I sure. got on the apps. And, mm-hmm. and I had pretty good luck right off the bat, but good. she appears to be the most low drama, high virtue girl, pretty Why? much that I've dated post-divorce. And um, so anyway, I had a shit test when dating her, which was she, I had never really uh, said anything about being exclusive, but she kind of had assumed it. But uh, <laughs> uh, a, a date that I had the previous night, uh, I believe tried to sabotage me and left a condom wrapper in my bed, <laughs> which she discovered <laughs> oh, you got caught. You got sloppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually not a yeah, bad, bad caught. thing. It, it is what it is, man. Listen, there are worse things. No, right? it ahead. turns out actually it wasn't. I mean, never um, is. <laughs> honestly, just thinking like, hold your frame. Don't apologize. There you go. Not, not at least uh, overtly. And um, I don't know. I think she just, she's still with me to this day. I'm still dating her, but I'm not entirely exclusive. She's been pushing for that. So what's the so question? Say my only question. problem is the question is, is it just ego getting him in, in my way because she's close to my age and okay. oh. she's really beautiful, except oh. that she's close to my age. And I kind of have this ego thing about wanting to date younger women and the, you know, the attraction. Let me stop you right there. This is not, this is not just, 
caller, this is not just an ego thing. This is a man. This is a man thing. I don't care how beautiful she is. What are okay. you, forty six? How old? How old are you? You're forty eight. How old is she? She's forty six. Right. There are girls. She half, takes very good care of herself. I don't care. Listen, I'm, great. I'm yeah. sure she. I'm, I'm sure she is. But again, of course, she wants to be exclusive with you. She's forty six years old, mm -hmm. right? And she's on. Right. She's right. on Bumble. She's looking for someone like you. She thinks that she's hit the jackpot with you mm -hmm. so i'm gonna ask the question for you should i commit to this girl or should i go after okay. younger women don't commit to her make her a plate and if she sits you down with a question listen uh airy code 801 if that's what she calls you listen yeah. we're gonna have to get <laughs> we're gonna have to get exclusive or i can't continue to do this thing well all right good riddance like, like listen i had fun but i'm not ready for that and then she'll ask mm -hmm. you well what exactly are you looking for in a woman you know what that's a good question i don't know but i'll know it when i see it do not commit. And I can promise you, the longer you string her along in terms of commitment, because call her, keep it real. You're not going to commit to this chick, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I'm hoping that's a probably no. Probably not. Probably, probably not. Okay. okay. Is that a yes or a no? Look, look I mean, I, I, you know, it's funny that you guys say these things because I under, look, yes, I'm attracted to younger women, of but course, I also, I recognize class when I find it. She is different than most women. Oh it my is, God. It is no. a little. Oh, no. no. Airy code 801. Down. Don't do, do it. Oh my don't God. Don't do it. Airy code 801. <laughs> no, listen, please don't tell me that she is different from most women. You oh. know how many hot 40, you know how many, you know how many hot 46 year olds are walking the earth right now? You know how many, you know, you know how many of those are out <laughs> walking around? Guess what? There are even more hot 36 year olds than 46 year olds. Guess what? There are even more yeah. hot 26 year olds walking the earth. And you want to know something? These young girls like to fuck guys your age. So why in the world yes, would you that. settle with a 46-year-old woman? Check this out. Consider this, and I'll let you guys get to it. Consider this, caller. She <laughs> is she is 46 years old, right? In less than a decade, yeah. in less than a decade, she's going to be getting her AARP card, my friend. In less than a decade, she'll be in menopause. Oh, my. If she's not there already. All right. Please, guys, listen. Somebody, somebody, rescue and listen. Eight hundred one. I like you. I, dude. I don't want to get a phone okay. call from you a year later that says, "Oh my God, my girlfriend cheated <laughs> on me with her ex." We're we'll like, "What the uh, hell?" She's forties. I'll be like, "Wait, it's not this guy, is it?" Steve, help him out, man. What you got? All right, all right hold on. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need sound effects. Man, man. Let, me, let me tell you something, man. You. Uh, this is what happens to you guys when you are too busy looking at options of women and don't realize that you are the option and that everything is about you, man. You can be with the 46, but you need you don't commit. Right. Hey, call, call her, call her. Can you snap your fingers five times? Snap your fingers for me. Snap your fingers for me. Can you do that? Okay, you hear that sound? What do you think that, what do you think that sound is that you snap? What do you think that sound is? You don't know. Well, let me tell you what that sound is. That know. that sound is an eighteen year old who just turned nineteen. <laughs> a twenty seven year old that just turned twenty eight. You have options. Don't settle for the low hanging fruit. The, the uh, thing about a lot of these women is this: when they get over thirty, see that see they got a she's a very nice lady, yeah, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, when they hit that, when they hit that 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 mountain, they're gonna come right down the crow's feet. The metabolism is going to slow down and all that other stuff. That coochie look like chewed up meat and everything. Oh, yeah. 
glue their sales back together and fix themselves back together to try to be the perfect woman. She's going to try to do all the perfect things. Don't fall for the cloak and dagger. Don't fall for the gingerbread house. Don't even go to the gingerbread house. Because if you open it, it's going to be I wonder, I wonder, Steve, I wonder what she was like when she was 36. Because I guarantee you, caller, at 46 years old, she's a very different pretty person. Hot. I'm sure. Well, let me, let me, let's, let's break this down. How old are you? How old are you? I'm 48. You're 48. So yeah. she's only two years old. Okay. So, and has young looking 48. I'm doing good. But I, and you know what? I, I believe you hundred percent because I work with a guy who's 50 years old and he looks like he's about 35 years old. So, wow. um, so, and, and so I, I'll just take your word for that, but here's the thing. Um, has she ever been married before? Oh, wait a minute. I muted him. Has she ever been married before? Yeah, she's both divorced. Okay. Does she have kids with the other dude? And uh, Yeah, they're <laughs> mostly grown. No, they are grown and they are cool kids. Okay. Okay. And are you living with her right now? Raised mostly on her own. Her husband was in the military. So she's, I don't know. I'm sorry. Say that again. Uh, and are you living with her right now? No. No, no. Okay. So you guys have separate places. You're I don't believe she's even in debt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's totally separate. And I am fully, fully aware of not cohabitating and Good. all that. But okay. Yeah. okay. So, so at least you got that going for you. Now, are you are you is she the only person you're seeing right now or are you spinning other plates? Oh no, she found a dude, she found a, a condom wrapper in the bed. Of course not. Uh okay. <laughs> you sly dog, you no kind of I've well, you know, it's funny when you say the dating app stuff because I, I had really, really good luck at first. And then it's kind of funny because I think they, they love bomb you at first and then take you out of the rotation. Oh, for how quite about a while that? Somebody's learning. Mm. Does she, um, what's that? When she broke up, when she broke up with her husband, was it her who initiated it? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's been divorced yes, five it years. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And is yeah. this, I know a lot of things about her. I think she's been, I mean, she's been pretty transparent and reasonable. I mean, she just, right. uh, so you've had, you've, how, how long have you been with her now? How long have you been dating or whatever? About four months, four months, four, four, four months. And this is a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got Okay. All right. Well, and, and then I was going to say, and have you had sex with her yet? Wait, hold on. Have you, have you, have you fucked her yet? Yeah, plenty. And she's very generous about it. Well, yeah. of course she is. She's well, yeah, forty six. I can imagine she is. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, when I, when I, mean, I, I do well. I have my own house. I mean, she's definitely okay. I know that there's attraction factors aside from my looks, even. But all right. Well, yeah. I, I, I'll. I can tell you. I can tell you from the experience that I've had with coaching guys who are your age and a little bit older that women in this demographic are amongst the most necessitous, if not the most necessitous women that you can come across right now. Now I talk about the epiphany phase and I usually yeah. peg that at about 29 to 31 years old. So if you've read my book, you understand the principle behind that. It's I got to cash out of the, uh, the casino before the, the lights go off and I've got to find the right guy to settle down with in the long term. And, uh, you know, all of those fun partying days that I used to have, well, all that's over now and I need to find a good, reliable beta. Well, when women go through their that phase, what happens usually is what 
you know, what I don't get into enough, I think, is what happens after the epiphany phase and after that woman gets into a relationship with that guy. She has kids with him, or maybe she had kids with a prior lover or whatever. Um, but anyway, she sort of settles into this domesticity. And so now she goes from being party girl to being mom. And there's a, a, a period of time, it can be anywhere between like, say, 30 to like 45 or so. So the, the kids are maybe if they're not grown, they're almost, uh, it's almost time for them to be an empty nester or they're going to be going away to college pretty soon. And what happens is when women get out of that arrangement, when they get out of um, marriage, they kind of have, they kind of go back through that party year cycle and then back into another epiphany phase later on. So what happens is when, when women finally divorce that boring beta that they had to marry when they were 29 to 31 years old, now they know that they don't have to worry about that anymore. I'm going to divorce this guy before I'm I'm not attractive enough to get a better dude. And so usually right around the time a woman is like between 38 to 40, maybe a little bit after 40, that's when they initiate the divorce. They kick the dude out. They uh, initiate the cash and prizes doctrine. And uh, then they decide to be cougars. Or if they don't decide to be cougars, then they they are a little bit more, uh, let's say, freewheeling than they would be. They're making up for lost time. They're making up for missing out or what they think is missing out. But after that kind of newness fades, and it goes pretty quick, and a woman gets to be about 45, 46 years old, she goes through that other epiphany phase where she says, yeah. okay, I can't keep doing this because I'm almost to my, my, um, my menopause years. So I got to find some kind of guy to settle down with and live my golden years with. Oh. I gotta find, well, I mean, that's that's the thing. That's just the way that our society, our Western society is right now. We don't stay at the same job for one life and we don't stay with the same person generally for one life. And that's the progression and that's what happens. So when a woman gets into her, her mid to late 40s, if she was divorced, she goes through a kind of a small uh epiphany phase for herself where she's looking for those things and that's when women say oh men are so infantile or they look at a guy who's 48 years old like you and they go oh how come these guys only want to get with younger chicks or, or if they were they don't want to get with a real woman a seasoned woman such as myself you know like was it Charlize Theron is 43 years old and she's saying oh guys need to man up and, and wife me up it's like get the fuck out of here right. yeah well but see that's I mean, the, I, see that's I the like I wouldn't put a ring on it yeah but see that's the that's the idea, though, because women wrap up, particularly women at that age, wrap up their self-worth in with their sexual market value. Those are two different things. Just because you're hot doesn't necessarily mean you're a good person or vice versa. Oh, relationship market so, value versus sexual market value. Yeah, well, that yeah, that is part of, part of it for sure. So what I think you're dealing with here is I think you're dealing with a woman who is in sort of her second epiphany phase. She sees you as a good deal, and she's probably willing to you know, go the extra mile to prove to you that she's somebody that's worth your while in the long term. You're 48 years old, and I don't know anything about your background, whether or not you've been divorced or whatever, but the fact of the matter remains is that you are in a better position to uh, to use your sexual strategy than she is in hers. So you have more sexual selection at 48, assuming you are exactly who you say you are and you're, you're good looking and you have your shit together. You have more sexual selectivity than she ever will be. She is like, she was already past the wall way before she met you. And now she's just hoping for 
you know, praying to her lucky stars that you will say yes and you will wife her up or you yeah, will be there. You will be that one. So you're in a position right now. I don't think you re and a lot of guys are like this. I'm not picking on you just because it's you. I'm just saying a lot of guys get into that position and they don't realize that they have that sexual selectivity because they're blue pill because they don't they don't they don't give themselves permission to feel that way. Right. They don't give themselves permission to say, you know, I'm 48 years old. I, I can go get laid with a 35 year old chick if I want to. I can go, I can go if I want a 40 year old, whatever it's, it's on me because I'm the one who's holding all the cards. Whereas a woman, when she's 23, she holds all the cards. When you get to be about 36 to you know 38, that's really your prime. But if you stay a men's value is, is long-term it's slow burn long-term. Right. So you're in a position right now where you can decide what you want to do. And that's what I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you where you're going to say, Hey, I know what, I know what my value is. And I know that I can go and use that. And I, I need, if a woman is, if she's in the running or if she says, Hey, I want you to wife me up or she's, she's leaning towards the long term or whatever. Um, you need to weigh that against your sexual selectivity. Like, is that what you, are you willing to trade that sexual selectivity off for whatever it is that she brings to the table? Is that really what you're going to do? Or are you going to say, Hey, you know what? I can find something younger, hotter and tighter. I can find something that's a little bit better than this because she is driven by necessity. She's, right. she's driven by the need to lock you down before, before the, you know, the casino really closes before for the, her. Yeah. Before the yeah. Right. So I think what you need to do is you need to, you need to weigh against what it is that you think she, you'd say she's a, a unicorn at 46, which is laughable. That's why everybody laughed at you. And I, I don't mean that to be mean, but that's just the case is like the fact that you would think that in the first place leads me to believe that you still have a lot of unplugging still left to do. So I'm trying to open your eyes here. I'm trying to tell you, look, you have more sexual selectivity than you than your blue pill conditioning will allow you to believe that you do so weigh the options weigh the options of i can go and get better than this or i probably could or i know this or i can spend more plates or maybe you just go do this you say i'm gonna keep her as a plate and i'm gonna spin her and i'm gonna spin four other girls at the same time i'm gonna do this for a couple of years until i'm 50 years old and then i'm gonna decide what i'm gonna do and if she's really the unicorn that i think she is she'll either stick around or she won't stick around. All right, Steve, what you got, man? Well, he said 46, right? And I just wanted to play this one. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I got to get one of those. <laughs> hey, hey, just real quick, man. All I want you to do is this. Just be honest with her and let her know where you stand with her because I think she's under the impression that she might have a chance to either move in or she might be thinking marriage or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's very important right now at this stage, you let her know that y'all are just hanging out and having a good time and it's not even serious. So that's just all I wanted to say real quick. Good stuff. 973-403 and 484. Uh, that's those are the next three in that order. Let me uh let me shout out some real quick super chat super chats. Roberto Flores with the two dollar super chat to Steve have Dante Nero in Redman Group. You had a great episode. King Nick with the five dollar six seven cent super chats is gonna catch us on the restream. Keep up the great work, fellas. There is another super chat about a threesome. We're gonna get to that in the end. <laughs> Meanwhile, let us go back to the phone lines. Area code nine seven three on the red line. Go ahead. Hi guys, uh, love all your content. Just had a couple of really quick questions. Sure. Okay, so um, do girls only shit test you 
if they like find you attractive yes. or like, yes. how's that work? Yes. A girl will not test what? your, if a girl is not attracted to you, then there's no need for her to test your manhood, which is what a shit test is, right? Give me a quick example. Let's say you go up and you talk to a girl and you say, hi, I'm area code 973. Oh, not interested to have a boyfriend. That's not a shit test. That's rejection. She's not interested in you. <laughs> but if she lets you talk to her for 20, 30 minutes and then right at the end say, hey, look, you seem cool. Put your number in. We'll we'll hang out. Well, I have a boyfriend. That is a shit test to which you will answer. Good. That means I don't have to spend any money. Number. That's how you do that. So the answer to your question is no. If a girl does not find you sexually attractive, she will not shit test you. What's your second question? Okay, cool. Um, and wh why do guys shit test you? And like, why do they do that? And like, what does that mean? Uh, whoa, give me an example. Like, you know, like, I, I feel like some guys like try to like test you to see if like, I don't know, you know? How? Give me an example. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Fitness test. Yeah. Like, like, for example, you're hanging out with a new guy and he'll like, you know, I don't know, like test you. Like, How? You know, give me an example. To, like, I need an example. How does he rattle, test you? Like rattle you. How does he rattle you? Like, I need an example. He'll, like he'll, Try to try to get you like insecure or something. Oh, okay, all right. Um, and, and yeah, like a mogging. Um, I, I mean, I don't know why you can't give me an example. Like, like, are they poking in your ribs? Are they asking questions? They're just this guys being. It's dudes being dudes. This guys being guys. Yeah, your balls. Yeah, that's uh, to me. That's uh, that's ritualistic, right? Guys have to know that they can trust you, and guys can't trust other guys who are pussies, right? That's how that works. So if you're a pussy, they know they can't trust you. That's my view. Uh, what what say you about that, Roland? Well, th that's part of learning to uh, guy. When guys ask questions, this it's usually guys who were conditioned in some way from the time they were very young to um, to not know how to interact with guys. Like they're there's are the guys that have been so conditioned by. Um, you know, by making, by, well, by believing the lie that, you know, we, like I always say, we, we raise our boys as if they're defective girls. It's the same thing as a, what, well, what about those guys? What happens when those guys become adults? Well, they don't know how to interact with other men. They don't know that, that when a guy like, you know, ribs you with his elbow or he starts giving you shit, you know, and even if it's just like fun loving shit like this. <laughs> yeah, right. you know when you when you do when you do shit like that right they well what what is that supposed to mean you know it's they because we have trained up a generation well actually probably two generations of boys to be young men who don't know how to interact with other men they don't know how to be guys they don't know and they don't under even understand why that's even a thing so they they conflate it with like bullying or they conflate it with being like hazing or something like that's just toxic masculinity. How come you guys have to give people so much shit? How come we all can't just get in a cuddle group? You know, I want to, I want to be more, you know, feminine. I want to be more, you know, touchy feely. How come you guys don't do that? That's, I don't, you know, that, that's part of your training. That's part of your training as uh, a feminized or a female, you know, a, a feminine primary um, upbringing as a boy. That's what that is. Now, the other thing is why do guys do that? Okay. Well, the reason guys do that is because it's we're we're tribal. We're we're merit based. Men are dominance hierarchy. Uh, you know, animals. That's what we do. And the one that's at the top of the hierarchy, he gets paid and he gets laid, right? And so guys want to see: Are you cool? Are you in the? Are you in the group? Are you somebody I can hang with? Are you somebody I can trust? Are you somebody who is going to uh, leave me hanging in the foxhole when the bullets start flying? Um, it's it's stuff like that, and it's like you there's you can't just sit down and have coffee with with the guy and look at him in, in the eyes across the coffee table and go, Are you going to be a good 
friend of mine. You know, it's not like that. Guys don't do that. Women talk, men do. And that's what they're doing is they're, they're ribbing you. You just simply don't know how, you don't know why guys do this because you don't know how to interact with other men. Um, and, and that takes time. A lot of guys that we deal with in, in the manosphere, a lot of blue pill guys who are unplugging have this, this is a common problem. Uh, Jack Donovan, the guy who wrote um, uh, Becoming a Barbarian and The Way of Men. The Way of Men would be actually be a really good read for you. Um, so you will get a better idea of how men naturally interact and, and communicate with other men. Yeah, I, I want to say to you about the uh, the woman thing, and this is something that you need to uh, really uh, soak in uh, when it comes to women. Now, I have to let you guys know that there is a very small percentage of a time where a woman is not going to shit test you. And like I always tell you guys, if she asks you, and this is very important for y'all guys, be honest with yourselves. If she doesn't ask you in the first three sentences, if she doesn't say things like, how many girlfriends do you have? Oh, you're a smooth talker. You're one of those guys. Oh, you must have a bunch of women. She's not going to shit test you. But what they will do is they will shit test you because they want to make sure that you are the authentic thing that you came in at. It's like what I always call fool's gold. You know, in the back in the old days, they had to bite it to see if it's real. Well, they need to know because women are not women are going to be selective in who they sleep with. And they have so many guys coming at them. So many guys wearing what I call a mask, pretending to be Rolo Tomasi. But then when the mask comes off, they're the guy that weirds and creeps them out. So she's got to test that water to see, okay, is this guy who he says he is or is he playing a role? She's got to figure that out before she moves on because she can't sleep with every guy out there. So she's right. got to make the, uh, the right choices and the right decisions when it comes to guys. Uh, what do y'all got on that? Uh, uh, Donovan? Yeah, I think shit testing is pretty um I think it's pretty basic. A lot of people and there there are many answers to shit tests cuz girls shit test in a lot of different ways, but when it comes down to it, it's exactly what you just said. The reason why a female will poke you in the ribs, the reason why a female will test your congruence or shit test is because on the outside she says, "Okay, this guy appears to be, you know, a masculine guy. He appears to be attractive." But I've accidentally fucked guys who I thought were attractive and they really weren't attractive, right? I didn't really test them hard enough. And that that really didn't happen anymore because girls have so many options. They have to, dude, girls have so many options. They shit test as a matter of necessity. Just like you said, Steve, they can't fuck everybody. They have to have a filtering system. That's how this goes. And so they test you to see who you really, to make sure that you are who you appear to be. If you pass the shit test, then, you know, then, you know, let the good times roll. If not, you end up falling by the wayside. Let's go back to the phone lines. Area code 403. You are on the red line. Go ahead. Hey, guys. It's Rick calling here from Canada. And Canada. What's my up, question is, I have been practicing game uh, following RSD and have made some improvements over time. Mm -hmm. uh, fact is, though, it's a grind. It's been a lot of work but I've seen the results come with it. You know, I still have yet to date the girls that early want, but you know, uh, there's only 24 hours in a day. And so there's a trade off too. Um, you know, Rick Cooper talks about chasing excellence, not chasing women. So, um, you know, he talks about being a millionaire by the time you're 40, whatever, you know, not there yet. Um, 37, so, you know, just in the interest of time, 
maximizing time. What do you guys figure is the best strategy to employ? Maybe like lay off the game focus on zero endeavor or. Now, the the one thing that you said to me um, that got my attention, you guys can give your take on this, is you're 37, right? You're in the you're you are in your sexual wheelhouse. You will never be. Yep. Now, listen, you can you can still reach peak value at 44 because of the slow burn, because you'll have a little bit more net worth. But there there's an old saying it, it you know, floats around the Internet. A man loses money chasing women, but a man never lost women chasing money. That's the that that's one thing that I'll tell you that didn't come from me, but oh, I'll tell nice. you something. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something else here, is that RSD as good as they all the the old RSD was good. Rolla just said it there in the chat, the old RSD was good, and RSD is very efficient at getting you laid. What RSD does not teach you how to do is what to do after you fuck her the first time. This is why you said, listen, yeah. I've had a lot of success, but I can't date the women I want to date because you don't really know what to do. After you take your dick out of her, okay, like, you know, I've got her back to my place. I fucked her for a half an hour. Now what? Well, this is where the red pill comes in. This is where, this is where red man group comes in. This is where red line comes in. Obviously that encompasses yeah. a lot of different things. So to answer your question, what should your strategy be? I would concentrate more on, on building my net worth. Listen, make time for women, but you have to diversify your pussy portfolio, right? I would, dude, I would go 75, 25 dedicate. I'd go yeah, 90, yeah. 10. When you dedicate 90% of your time to building your net worth, dude, the women are going to come to you as a basic principle of mathematics. The more, the less attention you pay to women, the more attention they pay to you. I know that sounds basic. Yeah. I don't know if you're looking for a percentage, uh -huh. Steve. What I mean, what, uh, what are your thoughts on that, Steve? Well, let me give him the let me give him the sound clip. Down, down, down. Uh, <laughs> okay. So what I want what I want to say to you is this, and it's very important that you listen to this young man. You do what a lot of guys do, and y'all fail because you are putting more time and energy in worrying about them and not worrying and trying to fix you. Yeah. The, the, the thing that you yeah, like Rich Cooper says, you're, you're chasing, uh, you're chasing women. You're not chasing excellence. Right. Well, well, yeah, but, but okay. But what I, what I want you to understand the excellent, listen, I want you to have the job. I want you to have the nice clothes. I want you to have the car. But never use those things to get a woman because that's what she's going to fall into. That's what she's going to fall in love with. What I'm saying is what you need to learn is more of you. And, and a lot of guys, I always say a lot of guys lie to themselves. And that's the worst thing you do, thinking that you are more than what you really are. And you have to really come to a grip of realizing that I just don't know it all, but I do need the help in doing that. And what I mean by that is uh, women want the guy that is, and I always say the three things, is clear and concise, transparent and impactful. The guy that sees the big picture, the guy that sets vision, the guy that has direction, the guy that is uh, risk-taking, fear-taking, focused on results, driven by results, acts decisively, but not in his words, but in his behaviors. See, the thing that you're doing, young man, like a lot of guys is, you're thinking about certain things. But your behaviors are not lining up with what you think. That's where you are what I call chaos. You don't have what is known as flow. See, once you think it, you do it. And let me give you an example. You say you want beautiful women. The question I ask is why aren't you going for beautiful women? Because in my opinion, I think you have two fears. One is the fear of failure, which is okay. And a lot of people feel that way. But more importantly, you have the fear of success. 
Because oh. if you get that beautiful, oh, yeah, woman, yeah, I've heard that. Right. If you get that beautiful woman, like 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 Donovan said, a lot of y'all guys, y'all learn about how to be a doctor in three days, and then what do you do on Monday? Monday comes, you're like, oh my God, I go back to the pumpkin. Well, that's the thing about being a man. You will always keep learning, but you've got to face the thing that you fear the most, and you'll realize at the end of the day, listen, being a man has nothing to do with women. They are a perk Ooh. along your way as being a man. These women, they, we love women. All of us on here love women, but they have nothing to do with who we are as men. And once you start to focus more on who you are as a man, what are, what these women are going to start to do is they're going to start to notice different things because I'm trying to get you guys to frame this. Don't go in trying to fuck women. Go in trying to get these women to fuck you or want to fuck you. When you start to do those things, that's when it changes up the game. That's when you get the eights, the nines, the tens, the twelves, the thirteens, and you don't believe it, the twenties. That's when they will submit to you. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you you just got listen. I understand what you're doing. All I'm saying for I throw it to my dog Rolo is it's very important to do more work on you internally. You got to get out of this world as flat thinking and keep moving on. And once you begin to do that, the changes will come. Rolo, what you got on that, fam? I think I think RSD had a lot of value right up to about 2014. Um, after that, they really kind of went success porn. They they went the Tony Robbins route, and I'm I'm every time my my biggest gripe about that, and I think like as far as as teaching game is concerned, there there there's nothing better really um, up until up until that point. Um, remember all of that sort of came out of the mystery method years as well. And I think that, you know, they've done a lot of good work, but I, I, I definitely agree that once you get past that certain point, um, these guys can't give you, they can't teach you anymore. It's like the, the, the student has learned all that the teacher can teach. And so I think you're probably at that point right now. And you, you I don't know if you've read my book or whatever. I want in my books, what I do is I break down why, what they teach actually works or why, um, <clears throat> whether it's like psychologically or Evo psych or Evo bio or whatever else, like the, the fundamentals, like the nuts and bolts, like why it's a look under the hood. It's like, why does the car work? Look under the hood. Um, I think right now you're probably at a phase where I, I, maybe you're at the apathy phase. I'm not really sure, but I think that going forward, um, just keep in mind that women should only ever be a complement to a man's life and not the focus of it. And if you have, um, if you have other things going for you, like I think you do, um, and, and you, you maximize your potential. Um, just understand that the women are going to be there. So it's not about, well, what do I have to do to get women? It's what do I want to do for myself? And women will tag along or because I have become, I always say this as well is that women want men who other men want to be and other women want to fuck. Ooh. And mm-hmm. right now, are you in a position where you think that other guys would want to be you, that would, they would want to trade lives with you, that they would want to, to, uh, you know, say, boy, I wish I, I wish I had what this guy had, or I wish I had what, you know, one of the reasons why, uh, success porn and like, um, power positive thinking and all this mindset stuff sells so much to this generation is because we, we have this lost boys generation that's looking for that. They're hungry for that. They're hungry for that direction because they've never got anything like that. And nobody really wants to, to be where they're at, right? All these guys who go to Tony Robbins, all these guys who now go to RSD, all these guys who go to, to the mindset training and all this other kind of stuff, 
they are in a position where they don't, they're not, they're not happy. They're not content with where they want to be. And so they're starting to look for teachers. They're starting to look for, uh, you know, direction. They're trying to find somebody who can like Jordan Peterson's another example. Like the reason he's popular is because he's at least standing on a soapbox and saying, go this way. Right. And I think, and I, maybe this isn't your generation, maybe it is, but I think what what a lot of guys struggle with is once they learn game and maybe they become a little red pill where they don't know what to do with themselves. We've already had like two guys call in with pretty much that same thing, right? They they are in that apathetic phase, like the guy who called in earlier who was in the sort of the, the don't give a fuck phase. Yeah, right. Um, what do I do with myself? I know all this stuff. I, I see all this stuff around me. Or then there was the other guy who called in and said something effective, like he he overanalyzes things or he can't unsee the red pill, right? Well, they don't know what to do with themselves. They don't know where to go. They're, they're kind of like, you know, life-wise, they're kind of rudderless. And so what I think you need to do is figure out what it is that you want to do and understand that the chicks are going to be there. Are you making yourself your mental point of origin? Are you the first thought that comes to your mind when you're making decisions about, you know, big, big decisions, like stuff like what, where do I want to work? Where do I want to live? Where does, where does Rolo Tomasi want to live? Where does Rolo Tomasi want to work? Where, you know, who, you know, who is worth my while? What friends do I want to keep and what friends do I want to ditch? Right. It's, it's, it's about doing what's best for you. Yes. But it's also making sure that that's your first thought. And so I was just going to say, just to sum this up, is I think right now you probably need to find a direction. And I think you, the only person who's going to be able to do that is you, not some guru, not somebody, you know, telling you to jump up and down and get excited about doing whatever. <laughs> just understand, like, do you, you don't have to go to the pep rallies. <laughs> um, but just understand that I think maybe where you need, where you're at right now is you're finally hitting your stride. And a lot of guys do this like when they're between like 35, 36, 37 years old, they're starting to hit their stride and they realize that they have sexual selection. Like I was telling the other guy um, in the, the previous call, you're finally at a position where you get to call the shots, where you hold the cards that you never held before. And women are going to want a piece of that. They're going to want a part of that. And they're going to want to find other ways to, if, you, if you're a high value dude, women will, will crawl under barbed wire to lock you down or to find some way to, to lock you down. Understand that that's coming, but your direction has to be your own and your direction has to be, you know, that's one of the reasons I don't give guys prescriptions. I don't, I don't say here's my 12 steps for life and this will help you live a perfectly great life. I don't do that because I don't know you. I don't know where you, I mean, I guess you're in Canada, right? I, I don't know anything about you. And so for me to give you like some, you know, formulaic prescription about how you can go do that, the, the at the end of the day, you're going to follow that or you're not going to follow that. And you're going to cater that advice to, you know, however you're going to live the rest of your life. It's really up to you. I, I can't make you do the thing, you know, do whatever it is that is best for you. So I can give you suggestions. We can sit here and we can answer questions about shit tests and we can answer questions, you know, and that kind of stuff. But ultimately, you're the one who has to make yourself your own mental point of origin and you have to make the decisions. Very good. Well said. Well said. Um, we got one more caller on the line. It is, what is it, 940? It's about a quarter to 10. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and call it. We've got 16 minutes of call time left. So we'll go ahead and make this yeah. the last call of the night. Area code 484. You've been holding. Well, now there's area code 623. 623, just hang, hang tight. 484, your first 623, your next 484. Go. Hey, guys. So uh, I just, I've been 
you know, listening to you guys for a while now, I, I think this show idea is a pretty, pretty good one. Get more calls in and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I've been dating this girl for about almost a year now. It's, it's 11 months about, um, and I found the red pill kind of right after it started, maybe two or three months into it. Okay. Um, because she's, she's pretty, she's a busy girl. She's in grad school. She works a lot. She's paying for her own tuition. Um, so I wasn't getting as much attention as I had liked from her. And I was kind of, you know, wondering what, what that was all about. And, and, um, I'm a neuroscience major, so I do a lot of psychology stuff and that's kind of how I, I came onto this, this stuff with the whole, from that route sort of. So I have, that's usually how I look at things, um, from kind of the pretty black and white behavior kind of thing. So a lot of this stuff has come, has made sense to me and I've been able to apply it. And, uh, over time, I know, I, I think I read Rona Rolo's essays about this. You know, if you, if you find, if you change your outlook on, on relationships and women like this, sometimes it's easier or all the time, it's easier to just start with, with a new girl rather than try mm -hmm. to sure. alter what you already got going on. Um, but I've been doing this and I kind of had the attitude with her that if it, if it goes up in smoke and she gives me too much shit, you know, with, with pushing back on how I'm, I'm quote unquote changing how I act, then I just, you know, walk away and, and it's, it's been going well so far, but a lot of the tests that I run into with her now is her kind of like fishing for compliments and like trying to get more validation out of me. Like, like she used to. Right. And I'm kind of trying to. I'm, I'm struggling with, with figuring out not when to give in and, and give her that, but obviously if you're in a relationship, you got to give the girl a little bit of comfort. Sometimes. If she earns the comfort, if she earns it. Right. 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 Okay. Uh, Let me ask. We'll call it. Let me, okay. I, okay. I, I used to be a gigolo and a whore. Okay. And, um, you used to be, wait, wait yes, Rolo, allegedly. Yeah. Me. <laughs> So, <laughs> you throw me off my kid. <laughs> what I want to say, thank you, Rolo. What I wanted to say to you, man, is this: is that um, the thing that I learned from women that I used to sleep with who were married and and with other guys and stuff was that a lot of you guys don't realize sex. Okay, a lot of you guys are what I call stuck in Miss Crabtree's fifth grade class of birds and bees and you don't know about the vultures and hornets you don't know that you are broken up into freaky dirty nasty uh naughty and kinky and also seductive romantic uh sensual and sexual that you are all all those things but uh, what you said something that was real important you said i used to i mean she wants the things that i used to do and that was the key thing for me because here's the thing when, when you stop doing the things you used to do to get her, then all of a sudden she is going to look for someone else to fill in the gaps of the things you used to do to get her. And maybe some of the frustration is coming there. I'm not saying it's her fault or anything, but what I'm saying is, like, like let me give you an example. What did you do on Easter? I know it's a sound crazy, but what did you do on Easter? I, I didn't see her. I was with my family. There okay. you go. <laughs> right. Okay. You was with you. Okay. Now, if you, was, if, you, if you was listening to Uncle Dean, I had something to give her that would have blew her socks off with my Easter game. You could have, you could have got, you could have went to Walmart for like nine bucks, got an Easter basket, some eggs, 
some hollow eggs and you put sexual little things in those eggs. You put ah. the eggs all around the house. You give her the basket and let her go Easter egg hunting and you do all those sexual things. Why? Because it shows her that, you know what, you're doing something different. There's something real cool about you. And plus it'll shut her the hell up because I know that's what you wanted to do. You want to shut her up. You want to, yeah. I'm sorry. I got some handcuffs, blindfolds, yeah. all kinds of stuff okay. like that. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, so I just want to say this real quick before I throw it to Rolo. Look, don't, don't get mad and don't get discouraged. It's just what I'm saying to you is this. Don't stop doing the things you did to get her, okay? That's all I'm saying because when you don't, vultures like me, yeah, I mean, allegedly, uh, Rolo, mm -hmm. vultures like me are waiting right under the tree for the apples to fall. So. Just keep doing what you used to do, and you don't have to do much of anything after that. Rolo, what you got, brother? Actually, oh, thought, you're gonna, yeah, go ahead, Donovan. Real quick, let, let me correct uh, something here, caller. If, okay. if, if it's, it's, um, so, so if I'm understanding your question correctly, you used to give her all of that validation up front. You found the red pill and you figured out, okay, this is not what I should be doing. And so now she right, wants the hurt. old, right? She wants the old blue pill you because now you're not giving her, you're not giving this to her so easily. What's going to end up happening? Right. What's going to end up happening is either you're going to break or she is. Okay. Either you are going to break and say, uh, you know what? I got to go back to giving her the validation for no other reason, but she has a set of tits under the vagina or she's going to break. Well, I guess I have to earn this validation now. I don't know what's going to happen here, but here's what is happening. Caller. She, she was used to getting a man's most valuable commodities or his time, a, a man's most valuable commodities in terms of a, of a woman is concerned, as far as a woman's concerned, she wants your time, she wants your attention, she wants your affection, she wants your commitment. If you take those things away, she doesn't really, she doesn't really have a reason to be with you in a in, as far as being in a relationship. You gave her all of these things literally for free. She was a woman. She allowed you right. to fuck her regularly, and so you gave her your time, your 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 validation, your commitment, um, and 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 everything else. Well, when you found the red pill, you took these things away because the red pill tells you don't just give them to her for free; make her earn them. So what you're basic, what you have basically done is you have hired her for a job. Her job was to sit there and do nothing, and she collected a paycheck every two weeks. Right. Well, you came in on week three after having found the red pill and said, OK, now you got to do these TPS reports. Now you got to sweep the floors. Now you actually have to work. And she's like, well, wait a minute. That's not what I was hired for. I was hired to sit there and do nothing. And I got paid. Now I actually have to work for my money. That's what's happening with your girlfriend. So all of that, all of that said, um, Rolo, what say you like? What's so, happening? What you I, do? Let me I got I have to clarify again. Um, so you how long have you been with this girl? 11 months now. Yeah. 11, 11 months now. Are you are you living with her? No. No. Okay, I'm so you're not living with her. Okay. 11 months and when so in that 11 months you're telling me that at some point you kind of started employing game with her or like using like red pill awareness with her is that what you're saying? So my the distinction I I mean she's She's the most attractive girl I've ever dated. So that kind okay, of that's a bit okay. That's 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 sublingual or that's subcommunication number one. Go ahead, keep going. And now I think the biggest thing I I changed with the the red pill awareness kind of thing was that I try to just give her the, what she wants, the validation, all the the stuff Donovan mentioned for good behavior only. Mm -hmm. If I like how she's acting, 
then that's when I pull back. So is her shit testing going to decrease over time? Because her behavior continues to improve. It's what mm -hmm. I'm working. They're doing it right. Okay. Here's, here's what I think is going on. Okay. I think that at some point you decided that you're going to change things up and you're, you're going to be bold enough to experiment with this girl and change things up in your relationship according to red pill awareness, according to game, whatever. And she's responding to it and she's responding to it in the positive right now. But now she is noticing that there is like sort of a personality change in you and you're no longer kind of like the beta guy that she signed up for. She's now seeing that you are a, are a different dude and that she she kind of wants to go back to that a little bit or she wants some more of she wants some more of that beta you than that you have pretty much denied her and now it's, it seems like you're using that as a reward which is good um that's that's frame control right but i was just gonna say is that um so what i'm thinking right now is you're kind of second guessing yourself like should i go back should i you know maybe maybe i've gone too far should i go back you know the experiment was successful can i go back to should i even bother going back to how how things were before i was successful and i will say no because you're already past the point of no return you've got to stay otherwise you're inconsistent and you're inauthentic and women will see right through that so um I would say just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, if if it comes down to her, you know, if you think that she needs a little bit more comfort or whatever, um, I, you know, I because I I see Ryan in the in the chat room here, and Ryan would say something. Ryan Stone would say something to the effect that like alpha and beta are just like uh, behavior sets that you give to a woman, or like uh, I and and I kind of agree with that. I know that there are, are like. Um, Dis distinguishing behavior sets that go along with those as you know as terms but should you should you go back to the way you were before um no i think really what that is is just her confirming for you that it's working um a lot of times women like i we always say that you know you should the medium is the message and you watch what women do well you're you're doing that and you're seeing what she you know and her confirming for you that this the experiment has worked means that she kind of wants to go back to that a little bit and that's not to say don't you know just be this domineering alpha asshole all the time because if that's your dominant character personality any little bit of beta is going to seem like uh, a drop of water in the desert right she's gonna she's gonna want to have it's 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 a uh, positive reinforcement and from a uh, behavioral psychology perspective it's uh, it's operant conditioning that's what that i should also add that that's what um uh mystery method and all the all the early game guys did it was just basically an operant conditioning that women were using on men anyways that that men flipped the script on on them and so what happens is when you are when you're dominant you're alpha and then she behaves in such a way that you, that is like the, the behavior that you don't want, then you freeze her out. Then you do the takeaway, which is what you're doing. But what you're doing right now is you're sort of giving the opposite. When she does performs a desired behavior, you give her, it's positive reinforcement, you give her um, a little bit of that comfort. And that's that's another way to do it. But I, I think that you at, at some point, you're going to get to a point where it becomes your predominant behavior it becomes like who you are like you're going to internalize this idea and um i don't i don't necessarily think that that's a bad place to go i'm are you concerned that you're 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 playing it too heavy or like too much of an asshole right now yeah i 
I think a little bit. Um, I kind of feel like she's pushing back because she's just trying to figure out if, if this is actually, you know, oh. she, she that is a thing. shit so test, my friend. Listen, that's a shit test, my friend. She's pushing back because mm-hmm. she wants to see if this is really who you are. Steve, mm-hmm. what have you got? Yeah. Hey, caller. Hey, caller. I just want to say to you, and I want to say for those who are calling, I'm very proud of you, man. And let me tell you why. It takes a lot to call into the show. And again, sometimes you might not get the answer you're looking for. You might get punched in the chest. But I just want to say to you and all the call- all the callers, we're proud of you, man. Hey, regardless of what's going on in your life, you took that step to say, you know what? I want to make that change in the the fact that you're doing that, man, I want to commend you and all the callers out there. We just, I just wanted to say that real quick that we were proud of you guys that do that, man. That's what I just wanted to say. Yeah, that. listen, um, I echo that sentiment because it's not easy to call in here. Um, and I'm not an easy, um, I'm not easy to deal with sometimes. Sometimes I can be a little bit temperamental on the phones. You know, sometimes I got a little bit of a short fuse. Um, and that's by design. That's the reason why they put me on the phones in the first place to try to filter through all the bullshit. But we do appreciate you guys calling in, laying bare your soul, you know, telling us your personal business uh, all out in the street. Let's go to area code 623. You are on the red line. Go ahead. Yeah, good evening, guys. Thank you. Yes, sir. What you got, brother? Hey, so I got two questions, but mainly the first one has to do with uh, current girlfriend uh been dating eight months um at first it wasn't official kind of spinning plates uh, made it official after a couple of months so technically maybe four months considered boyfriend girlfriend she's great never really given me an issue on anything but uh i guess gave me kind of the first shit test and i wanted to get you guys input what was the shit test she doesn't go out much she's a Okay, she's a very hard worker, doesn't go out much, uh, very demanding job. But she asked me, and this is what she asked me, what do I think? That she was invited to a concert with some of her girlfriends from work. Uh, this concert's uh, nothing I would go to, kind of like uh, old R&B stuff, not really my kind of thing. Uh, but it's kind of like a girl's thing. And I told her, from the very get-go, I told her, hey, respect and honor are very important to me. I am 90 seconds. And I went through divorce because of an affair. So I'm a little touchy on some of that stuff. But I told her, hey, well, I don't know any of these friends. You know, I don't know if they're ratchet. I don't know if they're, you know, players themselves or what. Um, and she's like, well, you can meet them if you like. I just wanted to know. And I thought, well, you know what? Let's talk about this later. You know, she's coming over later tonight. Um, I just have dinner, watch a movie or something. 60 seconds. Okay. But I wanted to see how you guys would have approached that. Is that a shit test? Am I being too overprotective? She does check with me. Uh, she does know my history of being married, being cheated on. Uh, she's, been, she's been very helpful. Uh, she's been very transparent. But it's almost like she was asking me for permission. I don't want to be like the dick boyfriend. That's oh, like, oh, no, no but, no. but let, let me stop you right there. Listen, the reason she asked you permission is because she asked you permission, right? Um, don't ever feel, never, ever, ever be afraid to tell your woman no, right? Like she can come at you with, hey, listen, a couple of my girlfriends are going to the concert, blah, 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 blah. Call her, let me ask you a question, right? If Devin were to come to me and say, Donovan, 
Me and some girls from work are going to go to a concert. We're going to go to a concert in downtown Philly. It's going to be great. Caller, what do you think I would tell her? I have no idea. I would imagine no. Hearing you guys, that's yes. I would yes. The smart money is on no, right? And the reason why is because you don't know what you don't know what the fuck's going to happen out there. Now, here's the thing: she doesn't have to do what you tell her to do, right? Like that's listen. You can say no. Right. She could very easily just say, "Well, listen, I'm going anyway, no matter what you say." At the end of the day, you don't like you can't hold a you can't hold a gun to her head. She has when a woman submits to you, this is by choice. Devin submits to me because she wants to. I don't have a gun to her. I don't have her. I don't have her in a cage, right, locked up somewhere. No, she's submissive to me because she trusts my judgment, right? And if a female trusts your judgment. She will come to you and ask you permission to do something. And again, she knows that there are potential pitfalls, but she's asking you permission. That wasn't a shit test, right? Here's the difference between a shit test and her actually sort of honoring your commitment. A shit test would be, hey, me and some friends, we're going to a concert. She tells you she's going, okay? She didn't tell you she was going. She asked you, hey, do you mind? And I'm not saying that you failed the shit test, but you opened the door because keep it real caller. No matter what happens when you meet up with these friends, you're not going to be okay with your woman going to a concert without you. You're just not going to. So what you need to do the next, when, when it comes down to it, as a matter of fact, here's my advice to you. Give her a call when she comes over. You know what? I thought about it. I'm sure these are very nice people. I don't want you going to the concert. If she asks you why, it's just, I just don't want you going. I have my reasons. That's it. You don't have to explain to her. And you don't have to tell us, listen, she understands my divorce history. Now, listen, even if she didn't know anything about you, the reason I said no is because I said so. That's it. Well, why can't I go to the concert? I have my reasons. That's it. I, you're not going because I don't want you to go. Cool. And, and you stay quiet. And if she says, well, I'm going anyway, that's a shit test. The answer to that shit test, okay, you can do whatever it is you want to do. I'm not holding a gun to your head, but if you go to, but if you go to, but is the, the minute you go to that concert, you are a single woman again and you stay quiet. Now you put the ball back in her court. That's how you, that's how you deal with that shit test. Steve, what do you got, man? Well, I, I'm going to take the other side, the other, other side of the spectrum on this because I'm feeling a lot of insecurities in him. And I think these insecurities of, of handcuffing and helicoptering his, it, 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 she's not even your wife. So I don't even know why uh, for me, I don't care. Uh, listen, uh, wait, let me let me refrain that. I don't mind you going out with the girls because I'm not going to lock you in. But you're not going out with no guys. You, you ain't going to be like, well, I'm going to the concert room with, with Tina and, and, and Betty and, and Rolo Tomasi and Donovan Sharp. Uh, hell no, you ain't going to the you ain't going to the concert with them. Hell no. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is this, like Donovan said, as a man, you make the final decision. Now, again. For me, I'm fine with it because I'm confident in myself and I don't care because if you get caught, we're done anyway. I, I don't care. But as a man, you can decide what you want to do. If you feel like she, you don't want to go to the concert, I don't feel that you need to tell her the why because of the insecurities. No means no. That's it. I, I, that, 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 cut and dry. No means no. But you've got that option as a man to do it. Now, again, but one thing I don't want you to do is I don't want you to do the 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 living in the past because you got cheated on in the past that you're gonna hang that over somebody's head. Don't hang that over her head. What happened to you in your past? Your past is your past. You can't blame the new girl for what happened in the past. If you want to give her some leeway, that's your choice as a man. But don't cuff her 
and be a helicopter because when you start to do that, it's going to be a huge turnoff. Uh, Rolo, what do you got on that, brother? All right, I got five issues here. <laughs> I'm writing all. That. I'm right. Oh, hey, man, I take notes. You get you get your money's worth when you call into this show. All right. So, anyways, uh, first off, uh, whenever I, you're not your story's not uncommon. I, I've dealt. I've fielded this question many, many different times. Donovan, what the fuck are you doing? I'm just fucking with my life. <laughs> I look like you're like painting your own face. Anyways, so I get this question quite a bit. Uh, like my girl's going to go out on girls night out or my girl wants to go down to Las Vegas to hang out with her girls for a weekend. She asked me permission. I'm not cool with that. Uh, what should I do? What should I tell her? Um, well, the first thing is, is you already have a situation where she wants to go. That's first and foremost, the medium is the message. It's not that she's asking you, Hey, can I go? It's that she wants to go in the first place. And this gets to Donovan's point. Donovan's point was, uh, you know, in her head, she's already there. She's already having a good time with her friends. She already wants to do that. You're just the obstacle to get around right. so that she can go have a good time and still come back to nice, comfortable you. And that right there is a red flag. Uh, why you're even having that conversation, uh, I don't even know. Uh, my wife has gone on two girls' night outs in 23 years. And usually it's with her sister or it's with whoever. And it was after we were married. And it was like, I'm like, go, please do go. Get, yeah, give me some space here. Right. And, but, but, I, I have dealt with this personally in my past. I've dealt with this from guys who have asked me for, you know, why, why is this going on? Um, most of these guys have scarcity mentalities, which I think you do right now. Um, it's, it is bothering you because you're afraid of losing something. You're afraid of losing her as, you know, to some other dude, or she's going to have sex. I mean, really, what do girls do on girls night out? I know because I used to nail those chicks when I was in Vegas. I used to, I mean, and in LA and everything, you know, it's like rich, rich Cooper just did this, this really brilliant show on, um, the confessions of male strippers and what what girls will do and they'll encourage their girlfriends to do on on girls night out or on a bachelorette party and it will blow your mind you know the the i mean you think you know <laughs> you think like men are bad when they go to like a strip club for their bachelor party i mean it is like it's like they're basically having sex with these with these girls and so let's not, I mean, let's not bullshit each other here. Okay. There's a reason why you're uncomfortable with that. The, the, the reason is that you think she's going to fuck some other dude. Right. And then ultimately she's going to have her cake and eat it too. Right. She's like, I'm going to go have sex with this dude. I just want to go on and be me and have fun with the girls. And you know, then you get that call at two in the morning where she says, uh, I was drunk. He was cute. And one thing led to the other. <laughs> so, well, I, that, and that's it. Right. One thing led to the other. And, um, and so that's what you're worried about, and probably rightly so, um, because what's happening is she's triggering your mate guarding instinct. And mate, mate guarding, like the mate guarding behavior, we can rationalize that and we can be feel emotional about it. But ultimately, the mate guarding um, instinct is an instinct. It's it's we see something going on in our peripheral or something as that we we expect some sort of predictableness from another human being, and when that person acts or behaves or even talks in a way that is out of that predictability scope, 
that's when we get nervous or that's when when our instinct kicks in and says something is not right in our in our environment and you rational mind need to know about this now of course what we do is we go ah don't worry about it you know i'm secure in my masculinity so that's okay you go ahead honey and have fun down in vegas at dre's right oh Dre. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and so, so um so that mate guarding instinct is kicking into into high gear for you and probably rightly so most guys who get mate guarding i tend to be more beta and a lot of guys will disagree with me on that they'll go well, i'm alpha and i don't let my my girl don't do shit. i don't let her to yeah but the reason that you have that instinct in the first place is because it's within the realm of possibility that she would step out on you or she would go and hang out with her friends or she's looking for an excuse to go have fun hot sex with a with a guy who's not you and uh, mate guarding I sh is mate guarding is is an interest we should probably do a whole show on mate guarding at some yeah. point because mate guarding is not just for boyfriends and girlfriends or husbands and wives it's also for family like your brother if you, if you have a if you're a brother and you're of a sister and that sister wants to go out on her um, girls' night out, or you're the father. There's mate guarding instincts for brothers. There's mate guarding instincts for fathers. Although you wouldn't call it mate guarding, it would be you know biological material guarding is what it would be. Uh, so there's that aspect. Understand that you're dealing with a mate guarding instinct, and whenever you do that, um, if you fail that shit test, it makes you look worse than if you had never even tried to, to pass it in the first place. So remember that how you deal with the shit test that comes because that's what it is and i'm glad you called in on this show because the when a woman asks you that yes it is a shit test but it's also a frame test too like whose frame are we actually you know are we actually operating in so she my my next question or my basic question is this is why is she even bothering asking you permission in the first place if a woman is that into you She's not going to ask you that question. Well, you took the words right out of my mouth. You took, and, and it's funny. I didn't even think of it that way until you started talking. The minute Devin comes in here and says, Donovan, I want to go out for girls night out. Dude, that, that's it. It's over. It's over. Because guess what? When I tell her no and I will, she's not going to go. The point is, is that she wants to go. And if mm -hmm. she wants, she knows what happens. Listen, Devin's 35 years old. She's had girls night out before. You feel me? Mm -hmm. She knows. Mm -hmm. Listen, you, me, and Steve, we're not the only ones who know what happened on girls night out. Devin well, it's, it's about genuine desire. And what do I always say is you cannot negotiate genuine desire. desire. So when a woman says, I want to go out on with my girlfriends, or especially if she, if it's, if it's like a birthday party or special you know, occasion, I can get that. But like, if it's a constant, okay, it's uh, the third Friday of the month. Time for me to go with my girls. See you later. I'm up in the club now. And it, she's still living a single. She's still living. A, I was talking about this with uh, Pat Campbell this morning, too. If she's still living that single lifestyle, if she's still on Instagram, if she's still, uh, you know, hasn't changed her relationship status, if she's, if she's giving you all these signs that says, I'm not really into you then she's probably not really into you and you're not going to negotiate it by saying okay honey yeah you go ahead or no i don't want you to go because if you give her an ultimatum and i always say this is ultimatums are declarations of powerlessness it is i am so out of control of this situation that if you don't do what i tell you to do then uh then we're we're finished we're through don't have an ultimatum do it demonstrate do not explicate you don't need to have that conversation and just like what, what donovan is saying is if that if that proposition even comes up 
what that is, it's a confirmation that she's not into you anymore. Her genuine desire is gone. And anything else beyond that is you trying to renegotiate for her desire. Her decision has been made. In her head, she's already in Vegas with her girlfriends doing whatever it is that she's going to do. So now you're left with one question. What are you going to do? Are you going to say, you know what, I'm done. I, you know what, go ahead, have fun with your girlfriends in Vegas. And then is her shit going to be on the, on, this, uh, on the sidewalk when you come back? That's what you need to ask yourself. Are you, are you ready to walk away from this? Yes. Yes. That, that's, where, that's where you need to get to. Like we, I, I can tell you why you have a scarcity mentality because you, you've already said a million times that you, uh, were, um, you were cheated on or you were hurt in another relationship. All that makes you look is weak. It makes you look weak. That's right. Because she cheated on you. Well, if another if another chick cheated on you, oh. why did she do that? She's asking you those questions. Like you are not the so, guy. You are not the guy that other men want to be and other women want to have sex with. Why? Because you just confirmed it for me. You've just said that that you know I just got cheated on and I've I've had trouble in the past. You know what? Never talk about that stuff. Never. No matter what any son of a bitch tells you about how vulnerability is strength. Bullshit. And this is this is a prime glaring example of exactly why vulnerability is weakness in the diff and go look it up in the fucking dictionary. Vulnerability is weakness. Get that through your head right now. It is not strength. Hey, took your thunder, man. What happened? Ah, uh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm I'm done. I, he just needs to get to. He needs to get to a point where he has to pull a trigger. That's all. No, I agree. I agree. No, no, I'm I'm throw, Rolo, I'm throwing a towel in. Oh, 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 oh my Stop God. the fight! Stop the fight! Stop the fight! I don't have nothing to say. Rolo hit it like a, a home run out the park. I just want to say, I used to have a, a stripper service, and you never want your girl to go to a bachelorette party. Hell but, no. Yeah, but Rolo, you hit Hey, give me another towel to throw, because Rolo's <laughs> fire out here. Donovan, you got it, man. Oh, so check it out. Uh, and I'm going to get to the, our, our last caller of the day, our last caller of the night, and we got one more super chat, and then we'll end this bad boy. Rolo nailed it exactly. When you admit to another female that another female or multiple females, oh, I have a bad history. I've been cheated on before. Girls don't feel sorry for you. That doesn't make them that doesn't make them want to not cheat on you. That's the last thing on their minds. It's exactly what Rolla said. If if girls A, B, and C all cheated on this guy, what is it about him that made them cheat? That's what's going through their mind. Do not be vulnerable with these bitches. Don't share your don't share your oh, you know, if anything. Tell them this. Well, you know, I've actually I sometimes have problems being faithful, like to women. That'll get her pussy wet. Um, last caller of the night that we have one more super chat question to read by D Javon. Uh, area code 408. Hold on. Area code 408. You're on the red line. Thanks for holding. Go ahead. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Hey, listen, Rolo, uh, two or three calls ago, we we were talking about how you know women should only be a compliment to men and how you're always advising for guys to make themselves their mental point of origin. Uh, and that, you know, women will just tag along. Right. Um, I just, I, I don't want to say I disagree, but I'm just a little confused and maybe you could help me clarify a little bit. Um, I don't just always think that women are a compliment to men because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it in our nature as men to, yeah, focus, make, make ourselves a mental point of origin, but, in a way, we're also doing it to get pussy too, right? I mean, we have the burden of performance, but we're not just doing it for ourselves. Like when I go out to the gym, 
mm-hmm. and work out. Yeah. I mean, I like looking good, but I'm also doing it to get pussy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, you know, when you say women will just tag along, well, I mean, I don't care how much of a high value man you are. If you're staying at home and you're not going out and pursuing women, doesn't matter how mm-hmm. fucking high value man you are. It's not going to just land on you. I mean, unless you're Justin Bieber or some superstar, right? But that no, but but that's just it. No, 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 hold on. Yeah, no, I, I get what he's hold saying. On, Go. Real, 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 real quick. That is the way it is. With Listen, I'm telling you, and I'll let Rolo get to this in a second. But if you're a high-value male who pays, who is on his purpose, who's on his grind, yes. Yes, caller. Pussy will fall into your lap. I'm, it re, Listen, I'm not Justin Bieber. I'm not Denzel Washington. This is the way it happened for me in Vegas. Rolo, what say you? All right, a couple of things. The first thing is uh, the the. Let me just address the tagging along part. Actually, what we were talking about when when we were talking about that was that when women are into you, they will find things about you or about the guy that they are into, and find some way of identifying with that guy. Like Donovan was saying that you know uh, if you're into like say Philadelphia Eagles, that chick is going to be into Philadelphia Eagles, right. or if. Uh, if uh, your girl is into country music and then all of a sudden she starts listening to rap, she's probably, you know, feeling another a guy who's into rap, right? So there's the women will tend to uh, adopt the shape of the man that they are in involved with. That's what I, that's what I mean by that. Um, as far as uh, you know, just having women fall in your lap, no, it's not, that's that's never going to happen as. Uh, you still have to make an effort. A lot of and what you're what you're getting into here, and we'll probably talk about this tomorrow on the Redman Group um, when we talk about haters and stuff. One of the one of the most common forms of of hating on the red pill, and I'm not saying you're doing this. I'm just saying that just in general, okay. is that it's called dancing monkey hate. And what dancing monkey hate is is like you just do every like uh, like MGTOWs love this line. They say you just do everything to get laid. Anything that you do, pot, any, any if you wiped your ass in the morning and you didn't want to smell like shit, that means you're trying to do get to get laid. That's that's basically the mentality is any you can't walk out the front door. You can't put on a shirt without having there be some question. What that is, is it's a um, it's a psychological dynamic that I've actually written about. It's called um, the cri- uh, crisis of motive. And so when guys go into the gym, well, are they there because they want to look good so they can get laid? Or are they actually there because it's healthy and they want to, you know, they want to be able to lift heavy objects or some shit? Like, is there a utility to it? And most guys will say, well, I am only in there for me. Well, bullshit. You're in there because it makes you look good and chicks get off on that. And that's part of it, too. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look good so that the opposite sex will find you attractive because guys want to get laid. I mean, God forbid that a woman actually think that a man might want to get laid or vice versa. I mean, we, we, we have this, this mentality of, of, you know, well, we're above it all, right? We've, we've evolved past um, wanting to get laid. We've evolved above uh, all of those silly games in the clubs, and I'm done with that, and I need to find need my to quality woman, right? Simulation. Well, and then so, like, yes, we do have a burden of performance, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're not, I, I don't know, I'm not suggesting anybody, like, just sit at home and just wait for the phone calls to come in. Obviously, that's not going to happen. You got to go, you got to go, and, and you have to be social. I mean, we're social animals anyway, so we're always going to be, there's always, that's always going to be an aspect of our lives anyways, but yes, um, I, I, I hope you don't think that I'm suggesting that we're, that we everybody just kick back and use Amuse Mastery and just say, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, some chick will eventually come by. Uh, that's you know what gets me. And 
<laughs> I'm going to sell these guys out. But that's what gets me about the MRAs is I hear this a lot is like MRAs like to say, well, you know, that game stuff is so easy. Any guy, if he really put his mind to it, can go get laid. You know, you can go down to the local bar and you'll find a girl there who's into you just, uh, you know, just sitting there waiting for you. And so that that then builds their case for wanting to be like these, uh, you know, well-rounded, well-seasoned philosophers who are above the sexual game and above the sexual market. So now that I'm no over that stuff, I can think about higher, more cerebral things and and uh, become, you know, one with the universe or some bullshit like that, right? And so don't think that I'm saying, you know, efforts not not necessary. Like I always say this is that the red pill is a theory and game is a practice and you can't have one without the other. Well, or the other one is incomplete without the other. So if all you're doing is sitting at home and you're reading the rational mail and you're going, damn, this is great stuff. I love it. I'm going to read it again and again and again. And you're going, okay, you close the book and you're looking around and you're going, okay, where are the women? Well, they're not going to be there because you actually have to go out and do something. And yes, yeah, so that there is a burden of performance. Sorry, MGTOWs, there is a burden of performance. And whether or not you think that you're doing it for a woman or you're doing it for a man, people, not just women, people in general judge a man by his performance, by what he's done in his life. Like that's how you go up the dominance hierarchy. That's how you establish yourself as a, as a, as a person, right? That's how you establish, as a man anyways, how you establish yourself and your status amongst your peers. You have a burden of performance. Sorry, that's just how it is. So what are you going to do with that? Are you going to make the most of your potential and do, you know, and even if you can, even if you say, I'm just going to do it for me. Okay. Are you doing the most that you can do? Are you, are you meeting your potential because you think that that's, that's what it's all about? No, I, I, I agree with you. Actually. I think you're, you're hundred percent right. It's like, we do things for various reasons and it doesn't have, and that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Like when I get into, um, I've gotten into, I've locked horns with a lot of uh, anti-feminist feminists, let's just say, from the, the men's rights movement. And they always want to say, well, everything's gynocentric. Everything's gynocentric. Yeah, it is. Okay. But you can't, you can't just get up in the morning, like I said, and you can't put on a t-shirt without you wanting to do that because you want to fit in better in a gynocentric world. So at what point do you, are you doing it for yourself? And at what point are you doing it for the sake of you want to appear you know, powerful or competent or sexy or whatever else to other people. Uh, and one more thing too, Tanner Guzzi has a really great book called The Appearance of Power. And he has been called to the carpet a million times. In fact, the only question anybody ever asks of Tanner is this, is like, uh, I, you know, real men don't care about the way that they look. Oh, real men don't, you know, I just put on boots and a t-shirt and jeans in the morning. And I don't, that's all, you know, all that style stuff is just for pansy, you know, queers, man. I'm never going to, you know, you, you guys in the red pill got it all wrong. And, and so that in that book, he breaks down and says, look, you know, everybody dresses intentionally. Everybody does things intentionally. We can't even help it because it's part of our yeah. mental wiring. It's part of our mental evolved mental firmware. You can't help but try to perform or try to do something to impress not just chicks but other other people too, uh, guys in your in your peer group. Well, the, uh, we had that one caller just a minute ago. He says, "Well, why do uh, why do guys uh, shit test each other?" That's, well, yeah, right. That, there you go, right there. That's that is part of that performance. Men want to see: Can you perform? Are you competent? Are you somebody I want to hang with? You a bitch. Yeah, are you a bitch? Do you not know how to talk? You know, speak the language that I speak. So 
yeah, I mean, there that's go read. I'll I'll put it in the in the uh in the chat room or in the chat here. It's uh it's a post I have called the burden or not uh, the crisis of uh crisis of motive. Crisis of motive. Steve, uh, uh, do you have anything on that? I got something to say. Yeah, that's got two things to say. Um, there's nothing wrong with looking good. Like I said before, young man, it's okay to look good because you want to do it for yourself. It's not okay when you're trying to do it to get something. Uh, or try to pull a woman because you're doing it for the wrong purpose. See, uh, uh, the purposes. The thing that happens with a lot of you guys is y'all try to stand on what you do and not who you are. And you act like these women don't know that. And you act like these women can't smell that. You act like these women can't see that. They know every move that you're going to make before you make it because she has met you before. And the thing where your disagreement's at, and that's fine to disagree, but what you have to understand is this. You don't know what you don't know. And the, the, the guys that are on this panel are on a level in which you're not on yet. And that's nothing to be disrespectful or anything like that. I'm just being 100 with you. So the things that we see are things that you haven't even comprehended or even saw yourself. So, of course, you'll disagree because it's going against your narrative. And that's the problem. Your narrative is one of the issues that are holding you back right now. And, and once you understand manhood, and, and I just want to say this, once you understand manhood, like I said before, you, uh, like I, I'm going to use world, mental, Rolo says mental point of origin. And, and, and what you don't understand is you're, I don't feel like you're doing that. I feel like you're trying to do the thing of you're trying to cheat the game by trying to, trying to backdoor your way into a woman but you can't do that but i warn you this much once she realizes that you are not who you think you are or who you say you are or who you pretend to be then that's the scoring woman that is going to use you and we don't want that to happen that's why we're trying to get you to focus more focus more on yourself get a more clarity and understanding for those who know more than you I, I have no right to walk up to a doctor and tell a doctor how he should operate when I have no idea what it means to be a doctor in this analogy. And what you have right here, you have three men, straight up, pure, unadulterated men, period, on one side of the street. And what we're trying to get you to do is give you clarity to understand what you need to get on the other side of the street. And I know some of the things are going to feel weird and, and odd and you want to fight it, but we're not here to hurt you. We're here to help you. We're trying to un stop your thinking. It is your, your thinking. We're trying to get you to unplug and unthink those things. We're not saying don't think, but it's one thing to question the mentor, but it's another thing to ask questions. And that's something that you guys got to understand. That, that's all I wanted to say on that. Well said, Steve. Uh, one last Super Chat question here. Um, this was actually a couple hours ago. Uh, D. Javon says, my girl is interested in a threesome and the woman we have been trying to hook up with through social media flaked. Any tips for cold approaching with a partner or how should I handle this? Listen, do you guys have any advice for this? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll go after Rolo. Here's the key to having sex with two chicks. I hope you're not having it with another dude. <laughs> um, that's maybe that's just me. That's not my groove. Okay. So anyways, um, that's a if you, if you want to have two chicks at the same time, you, the first thing you have to keep in the forefront of your mind, whether it's cold approach or you're doing it, if she's a girlfriend, usually it works this way. The girl is a friend of your girlfriend's. 
right? You do, unless you are like, you know, Nikki Six, right? Or you're, <laughs> or you're Brett Michaels or some shit like that. The chicks just don't go, hey, I've, I, I rounded up a few chicks. We're all gonna have sex together now. Maybe that happens if you're Brett Michaels. I don't know. Um, but if you're a regular dude, usually it's because your girl knows another girl who's into it and is into you and would love to to do that. Or maybe it's like spur of the moment kind of thing where, you know, uh, I was drunk, she was cute, and one thing led to another. Uh, but let's just say that this is something that you intentionally want to, to do. Um, the most important thing to keep in mind is to make it seem like it is their idea. Never as a guy, never say, Oh, I can't wait to have sex with these chicks. Oh, this'll be great. Hey, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, if you seem like you're necessitous, like you have to be so high value a dude that they will both be into you and have genuine desire for you. And you cannot do that if you're constantly trying to, uh, orchestrate, uh, you know, getting, getting two chicks, especially if you've never done it before, but always make sure that it is their idea and not your idea and go with it. If that's what you, if that's your groove, but go with it, but make sure that they are the ones who's thinking of it because then they're doing something that they really want to do and nobody has any regrets and nobody cries me too afterwards. But if it's their idea that I think is the most important element. Steve, what you got, brother? Okay, I want to say real quick, uh, when I was a little kid, I think it was around nine, what my mentor, uh, well, no, no, I met my mentor at nine. One thing he was telling me to watch on PBS was this white dude with an afro by the name of Bob Ross. Yeah. The thing that he taught me about Bob Ross is oh, that Ross. whenever we watched Bob, Bob would have a blank canvas. But at the end of the episode, he would paint a masterpiece because he would walk us through the masterpiece. He would break down the masterpiece and he would have what I mean as really using what I call mouthpiece. OK, your yak talking that yak to a woman. What I'm saying to you is this, is that what you're doing is you're drawing stick figures on that canvas. You're not really, really painting a picture of what it would be like to be with both of you or to be with you to intrigue her enough to want to move. That's why I always tell you guys, be more like Bob Ross, be more expressive because these women are reading these romance novels. The words are peeling off the page and are touching them in a way like 50 shades of gray and things like that. So what all I'm saying is this, when you were, when you're, when you're talking to these women, so-called code approaching, what is the plan of attack? How are you going to talk to her? What are you trying to get out of her? What is the end game? How are you going to go about doing this? Are you going to let your woman do it? Are you going to come in? These are the things that you've got to think about. And these are the things that you've got to carry over. Remember, it's just not the approach phase. It's when you're texting, it's when you're talking to her. See the thing, and real quick, I want to say, cause I know we were trying to wrap up. But the most important thing you've got to understand, and I always talk about vampires. The thing about a vampire is this. You can't enter the house unless you're invited in. So what you've got to do is you've got to paint the picture where she makes the conscious decision to uh, say, come on in, invite you in. Once you get the pussy between her ears, you get access to everything. That's all I wanted to say. One last uh, super chat. I'm actually going to answer this one. Uh, Michael Tamash says, so how does one say no to a bachelorette party? It is not assumed via social standards. We already answered that question. If she wants to have a bachelorette party or if she wants to go to a bachelorette party, she doesn't want to. She wants to fuck somebody else. She doesn't want to fuck you anymore. Um, that's going to do it for this edition of Redline. This was a great, great episode. I think we took something like 16 
or yeah. 17 phone calls. That was that, that was really good. Thank you guys very much for calling in. Uh, thank you to Eric B., D. Javon, Freelance Ronan, Gabriel Whiteman-Jones, Roberto Flores, King Nick, Gerpetto Man, uh, with the $5 Super Chat says, all hail the realm of knowledge, the red pill and its teacher. Salute, happy days. And of course, Michael Tomash. Uh, guys, tune in tomorrow morning at 11 Eastern, which is in just over 12 hours, actually. We'll be right yeah. back here on the Red Man Group. The three of us will be joined by Ryan Stone and Black Label Logic to talk about red pill hate. Uh, any last words, guys, before we wrap this bad boy up? No, no, this has been a lot of fun, man. This is yeah. this has been a good a good episode. I hope we can do this again soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say it was hot, man. I had to throw the yeah. towel in. Rolo was more crazy than my cake ass. I was like, Rolo, I was like, damn, Rolo. So I love Rolo. Rolo's my dog, man. I'm good, but I'll get better. <laughs> I melt my TVs and shit. Um, yeah, as usual, guys. Uh, good to be with you guys. Uh, you guys are you guys are first class guys. This is a lot of fun, and uh, I will see you guys uh, tomorrow, same tomorrow time, morning. same channel, uh, bright and early at 11 a.m. All right then. All right, guys. Peace.